All right, clap sync. Three, two, one. It All is right. here. You guys are so professional about that now. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've really hit, like, it's nice to watch it happen. It just has to happen. Like, production <laughs> is, like, fun to fuck around with until it's not fun and everything is ruined. But Zoe is, like, so <laughs> calm and collected and, yeah. like, you're just ready. And she's it's a pro just, at that, it's beautiful yeah. to watch it unfold. Yeah, I was going to say, I find it funny that the professional comments come in when we lose, like, half of our podcast audience, <laughs> or half of our podcast members. It's like, wow, McCoy and Zoe, so professional. <laughs> well, Ooh, wow. Look. Actually, I see what you're saying now, and there's something to be read into that. The other half is questionable. <laughs> they're, they're, like, they're... They're, they're um, the chaos factor. Yeah, and I think there's a value to that. You just have to restrain them within production. Like, when yeah. Keenan joins the podcast and he fucks around in the clap sync, I look at him and I'm like, I will gut you. Like, you dare. <laughs> like, what you did is you made us lightly laugh here. First of all, was not a killer joke. Did not, like, slay the whole room. Everyone's like, yeah, we've heard that one before. We've definitely done a lot of these. And then, like, I'm sitting there the next day in the editing bay, like, tearing my fucking hair out. Like, this is so <laughs> funny. It's so funny that I can't do this easily. Um, yeah, so, um, I think well, that Well, thankfully for guests this week, we don't have Keenan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank God. Much love, Keenan, but holy fuck. Um... Yeah, we're Dude, joined yeah. again by uh, Elena and Claire. And yes. Hello. Keeping the train rolling from hello, uh, hello. Last of Us 1. And I will say, small note, while Keenan is mentioned, he actually and I did a distance hangout where he, actually, we gave him a chair. We donated a chair. We, we sat like eight to nine feet apart from each other and just shouted across our backyard. And um, <laughs> I ended up giving him my PlayStation and my old 144 hertz monitor, which is completely unnecessary, but it's the only one I had so that he could play the original Last of Us. So. Mm-hmm fun fact there um maybe he will listen to this someday as i loan him our last of us copy someday someday okay cool yes so moving forward um cool i think we should all talk about where we are in this game Um, and the game just to be clear the game is they clicked on the fucking okay you're right you're right (laughs) the game is last of us part two boy and a game it is but we'll get to that it's a game Um, yes and so i think first off right off the bat if you're listening to this and are planning to play the game and don't want it spoiled, oh my god, turn so this many shit off. <laughs> like, first of all, if you haven't been spoiled yet, yeah, wow, nice job. Yeah, also give us your one, secrets. Yeah, ballsy of you to click on a podcast <laughs> label. Last of Us they haven't been spoiled, but they walk into this one like, okay, I've got this. Okay, got this. Yeah, no, you Same don't point. got this anymore. We will spoil this for you. Yeah, yes. And- so we're going to try. We are going to try to do a certain set of sections, right? That's true. You know, we're going to try to to maintain uh, somewhat amount of non-spoilers within those sections. But, you know, we may not be perfect. That's... But major spoilers. We're going to be discussing the first, like, roughly third of the game. Yeah. yeah. But anything yeah. in there, including some major events, are all full spoilers. And so. even with this game, we really even struggled to communicate about what the delineations <laughs> were between the sections by even words. And so us communicating them to you, oh, I mean, I mean, dude, we're going to have to like do another fucking meeting once I try to write the podcast description to see if we should even try to communicate our sections to the listeners because it's tough. I know. It was so funny because yeah. Zoe, you told us, you're like, just play and like it'll be really obvious. And every time we would hit something, dude, you're like, is so this many, it? Yeah. Is that, <laughs> that one seems pretty obvious. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then you're like, no, no, not just the black screen. The black screen with white letters. And we're like, okay, okay, we got this. Yeah. Dude. I remember like after playing the first three hours, it was like three in the morning and I'm texting Zoe and we're keeping it very, very, very vague. And finally, I don't remember how we finally got on the same page, but it was something similar to that. I think I just said, like, is there, are there two people on a horse yes. right now? <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. two people on a horse. And I'm like, yes, okay, we can talk. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Very nice. And so, okay, yeah, so that segues nicely into where you guys are. So Elaine and I are one third of the way through the game. We're as far as this podcast is. Yes. But you two have rocketed to the end. I don't mean rocketed, dude, it's been weeks. We, we've been out here, guys, Claire's doing rocketed it. to the end. Okay, Claire rocketed to the end. <laughs> yeah, so we so, played reasonably and we've been slow. And that yeah. is our trio. <laughs> so I'm on my second playthrough. I, um, I played it as soon as it came out on midnight on Friday and I finished it around 2 p.m. on Saturday. Oh, I would Jesus. like to yes, I would Jesus. like to underline the fact I do not recommend that because as I'm playing through the second time, not only am I finding a lot of really cool kind of world building stuff, um, I don't z- zero spoilers here. But my emotions couldn't handle that over like 24 yeah. hours. That was yeah, not yeah, healthy. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah, not yeah. good. So don't recommend it. I'm enjoying it a lot the second time through. And I'm looking forward to see how that changes my perception of some things. Yeah. Right. I thought you were saying I'm looking forward to the third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I seem to recall uh, that following Sunday, Father's Day, we all got together, my family and Claire's there. And she's just like... She- sitting on the back porch just like staring off into the distance just like a shell of her former self just like looks like she's seen some shit yeah and my (laughs) mom keeps like running interference says we can't talk about it we can't talk about it like thank you (laughs) dude i'm just imagining like you're just looking at your your dad just being like have you made any enemies in your life (laughs) (laughs) i just need to fucking know now i don't want to get too attached i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) like this is a nice moment but i know how this shit works okay (laughs) (laughs) right so claire finished it in you know 20 or 30 30 hours from when it released um i took a little bit longer i think i took a full week to you Mm -hmm. know play I played in about playing sessions of about four to five hours per day. Um, Mm -hmm. Seems healthy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. healthy dose. (laughs) And so, yeah. And then McCoy and Elena, as we've said before, uh, have played up to where this podcast is going to end story-wise. Yeah. We know days where we haven't played it at all. We've played like a couple hours a day usually, but like Mm -hmm. we had like a bunch of dates in a row where we just didn't play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're different strokes for different folks. Exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't say this game so far has been energizing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I didn't think like I could see like getting in a hole where you're like, okay, so I played X amount of hours and it really hurt, but maybe if I go a little further, it'll hurt less. And that hasn't been the case so far. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there is, and I'm sure we'll go into this. There's a definite different vibe um, to this game as opposed to the first one. Um, I th- think yes. there's yes. very positive aspects of that and yep. other critiques of that, but we can talk about that a, a yes. little bit later. But definitely, and they warned us in advance, this is a very different game than the first one. And gamers right. don't like different things. So, you know, we out here. <laughs> yeah. But um, Yeah, so the thing is, Claire and I are going to do our best to 
not spoil the rest of this game for McCoy and Elena. So there's going to be instances where McCoy is going to ask a question and maybe you as a listener have played through this whole game. And so you're like, Claire, Zoe, you know this Say answer. something. Say something. <laughs> but we're just going <laughs> to, Claire and I are just going to sit back and we're just going to go. We're going to uh-huh. gnash our teeth and then, no. <laughs> yeah, we're, exactly. we're just going to go, uh-huh. Or just a non-committal, huh. Interesting. And, um, yeah, just a nice, good question. Yeah. Exactly. That you want to fucking know, I'll tell you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, like, and you we keep know. having wrong opinions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You and just I don't mean, understand. We know that you love to write into the Tyranny of Thumbs email at tyrannyofthumbs at gmail.com, mm-hmm. but please don't write in spoilers for Last of Us 2, because actually, I don't check that email. Means. I'm not sure anyone checks that email. I do. But if, okay, McCoy does. So... Don't spoil that shit for us. Actually, speaking of, we did get a really great write-in recently, and it was from... Let's see if I can pull this up real quick. Yep, yep, got it. It's from... Uh, I guess I shouldn't say their name. But anyways, um, YouTube Superstar. Hey, you've just won 100 free YouTube views from our company, oh YT Frame. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone likes free stuff, so we've decided to reward you some special, uh, you know, basically views, and they have a bunch of different tiers. I shouldn't... Th- the point is, it's fucking... Apparently, you pay 50 bucks, and you get... Uh, 16,000 views, 700 likes, 65 comments, 200 subscribers, and 1,800 okay. social sayers. That's okay, the so the, here's the problem. is Now that you've said it on air, people are going to know if they go to our YouTube account and they're like, oh my god, and they, they have, have exactly 16,000 views. <laughs> 200 subscribers. Like, they're going to know we bought that shit. Yeah, dude. And it was just, it was, we just, it's only all, 50 bucks. We just bought one platinum for my birthday. But yeah, no, McCoy's like, going to text me being like, we can put this off as an expense, right? And I'll be like, no. Yeah, you can write <laughs> you that off on your taxes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's like the YouTuber equivalent of like dumping waste in a fucking pond or something. It's just like, it's just like, why the fuck are you doing that, man? You're buying views. But At yeah. least now I have an excuse for like, Sometimes when I go in the comment section, I'm like, why is all of this so fucking horrible? Now I can use this as an excuse. Like, they probably bought it. They don't Dude. disagree exactly. with you. They bought Dude. them. No, 100%. I was actually playing fucking Valorant the other day. And remember your league days where there was always that guy who was like hella toxic who would like use all chat all the time. He would like try <laughs> to communicate with the other team as if to say, my team sucks, but I'm hanging out with the real cool guys and they're the other team, right? Like that sort of shit. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and he was, so we were playing a game of Valorant, so I was doing this, and I basically just said to him something along the lines of, like, I think if we can all agree on the premise that no normal, sane hum- human individual, like, does YouTube comments, maybe at all, <laughs> but at least often, right, unless it's a small community, like, we don't know anyone that's reasonable that makes YouTube comments. I don't know anyone that's reasonable that all chats that fucking much either. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's the same shit to me. And this dude was like, whoa, dude. And I was like, no, seriously, shut the fuck up. Um, But yeah, okay. So moving on from that. But I think what's interesting also is that there's a lot of different avenues of what a spoiler is for this game. Because I also think yeah. now I'm assuming you guys have, whether whether willingly or unwillingly, I know Zoe lifted her fucking uh, Twitter like bans or whatever the fuck. I don't know that system. But, you know, whatever stops yeah. spoilers from coming into her feed. So you guys have not only been immersed in the spoilers, obviously, being the game, that's fine. But you've also been immersed in what I assume is internet talking about the game, too. And that's yes. another avenue that I haven't been in. I don't know about you, Elena, but I haven't been in that either. I have either. not looked at it. So, I, I will say, uh, as someone who is typically very sensitive to reviews that they see from players on Twitter, I have tried to insulate myself as much as humanly possible from that stuff because it doesn't matter how much I enjoy or dislike something. If I see an opposing view on Twitter or something like that, I start feeling bad about myself. So I I know that about myself. It's a flaw. 
But that does mean that I don't seek out that shit, so that won't be uh, as dangerous here. Right. right. That's, I just want to say, like, small side note. I feel like that's strength, is like, I know this about myself, so I won't do it. The so I won't do yeah. it is the part that I think, like, half the internet misses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so good for you. I fucking hate this shit, but I watched 16 videos about it <laughs> exactly. and pumped it into my veins. Like, so you don't need to talk about my morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, you don't need to talk about, like, all my friends now and, like, fucking, like, Twitch drama. They are just all up in Twitch drama. And they're like, dude, you know what I hate? I hate those magazines that are all about celebrities. Unrelated. Did you hear what this streamer did? And I'm like, oh, no. I don't oh, want no. this. It's like I've created this nice little nook where I'm not exposed to shit people. And for you to ruin this? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, okay, oh, do we dare? It. Yeah, get yeah. into it. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so <sighs> I think when we were first talking about how to split up these episodes, one of the main comments was, I think we could honestly make a whole episode about the first three hours of this game. Mm. Because as we kind of stated before, the first three hours of this game are heavy Mm -hmm. and it buckles you in to take you on a ride. Mm -hmm. And so I think we honestly should just start with how this game opens. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Starting from the beginning? Yeah. That I makes mean, sense. Yeah, start from the beginning. <laughs> okay, Shot well, controversial. It's a bold move, but I think yeah. it's going to work out for us. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's interesting because, it one, it starts off with Joel talking to Tommy in a garage someplace, and he's cleaning mm-hmm. a guitar, and mm-hmm. Joel is basically reiterating everything that transpired at the end of Last of Us Part 1. Uh, We get our nice little flashbacks. Um, We get our kind of reanimated flashback scenes of that area. You know, Joel's Mm -hmm. shoulders going soft, all that stuff. Um, (laughs) People got roll up in arms about it. I'm like, I need everyone to get a fucking hobby that doesn't involve (laughs) measuring a video game character's shoulders. Dude, that's my favorite thing. But fine. (laughs) I guess I'll go back to video games like I always, (laughs) but yeah. No, actually, it's so funny. It's like, see, because I didn't, I think it's hilarious that concept that like apparently people are mad with that scene because that that particular one with Joel right that one in the beginning is fucking it's just I mean is it not something else like that's that's a fucking fantastic start yeah I was wondering if because we played last of one last of us Jesus last of us one so close to this like that was all very fresh in my mind um so i I remembered the the end of last of us one very well and so when they did the whole like recap and kind of like you know zoomed you through the hospital i was like oh yeah shit this shit did just go down Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah right and they they kind they redo it to a t yeah um and that was just really it was really cool to see and i just love also that he's telling this to tommy and you get to see this look of disbelief on tommy's face and he's just like Oh Holy shit, shit. Joel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> and uh yeah, and I I think it's a very powerful scene. One, because I mean, we can go on and on, but the visuals in this game, mm-hmm. holy hell. Mm-hmm. Um so well done. And I think just the character facial expressions in this and just the way that they're acted just conveys so much emotion um, that even Last of Us 1 couldn't really pull off in some instances. So, Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, it's a very good-looking game. And there have been a few moments i was like oh like this like the whatever like the motion capture or like the, the that expression is a little bit on the edge for me but like for the most part i completely agree that like it's 
some of the best facial expressions that I've ever seen in a game, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It lets the acting shine through from underneath the voice acting. Yeah, otherwise. they don't stick out. There's only been a couple of times where I've, like, a couple of brief moments where I was like, ooh, that one looks a little bit funky. And it, it'll stick out. But I think, but like, I mean, thinking about so many games that we've played where the like, facial expansions are very much All in the Uncanny yeah. Valley, like, ooh, what is <laughs> happening there? I, like, I the fact it, that you can yeah. see the acting come through in this is pretty impressive. I think... For me, it comes down from like compared to other video games, but I feel when there were a couple places like, oh, that was kind of weird. It's because I was comparing it to real live action acting. And for that to be kind of the method of comparison as opposed to comparing it to other video games, but comparing it to live television acting I've seen, I'm like, okay, that probably means you're doing something right in a video game when I'm not comparing you to other video games anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. And and it, it gives them like it's it's actually cool to see the sort of genres or mediums, I guess, like coalesce a little because if you think about like if you I don't know if you guys have ever seen like videos on like how they pull off some of those amazing shots in movies. I mean nowadays it's just CG, okay, that's easy enough. But like before it used to be like, you know, we have them on these ropes and they'd fly them across and the camera would like dangle from a fucking helicopter and then, you know, you're like all this insane shit. But, like, in a video game, you can have any camera angle you want from anywhere. Like, the camera can float. It can fly. Mm -hmm. It can do anything you want. So you can really orchestrate every moment. So it gives a lot of freedom to a director to really do it the way they want to do it, which is super cool. And I feel Mm -hmm. like we're slowly approaching an era of video games that could really take advantage of that. And that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think some – the point where this really shown for me is, like, I think – we're kind of used to seeing cut scenes with phenomenal graphics at this point, but it's the first kind of moments where you're controlling Joel as a character and it's you're riding the horse, you've got the guitar on your back and you're riding back to Jackson. And that it's sundown, you've got moving wheat, you've got guitar, you've got mountains in the background. You have, it's like, I, it really just kind of felt like a little Naughty Dog mic drop moment of like, oh yeah, we're really fucking good at what we do. And this is the first playable scene you have and we are going to knock you out with the visuals. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's like I'm 15 minutes into playing and I'm just like, I'm sorry, I'm pausing and I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like how how good it looks just from a a playing standpoint. So not just the cut scenes, but what you can actually interact with and what you move through. Yeah. And... I noted this immediately. They drastically improved the horse animations. Yeah. Yes. I almost texted you guys and I was like, I don't know if they started yet. And obviously you were way ahead of us, but I, so I should have. But I was like, I was watching it because we commented on them for Last of Us 1. And we're like, yeah, the mm-hmm. one thing about this game is like the horse animations are Hilarious. super janky. Yeah. And they uh, they bump them up. They're like, thank God. Thank you, tyranny of thumbs. One. And we say, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Way it was, a, it was a direct response. They they had their workers working, you know, the <laughs> night shift to make sure the horses are top notch for tyranny of thumbs. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will I will say from a graphics perspective, I think the one thing I don't know if people online are saying this, but I think the one criticism you can have of it is just on the PlayStation. We're playing on a PlayStation Four Pro, which is in mm-hmm. theory like the better one or something. And I will say like it definitely has pretty low frame rate at times. Like it definitely chugs and and. Oh, okay. um, like that doesn't actually bother me for cinematic games, especially because it's technical reasons of 30 frames per second is close to 24, which is what movies are. So it's like, okay to me. Um, 
it is one thing where they're like clearly taxing it to its absolute limit and they're yeah. sacrificing some frame rate to do that. I believe they did that in the original Last of Us as well, but we were spoiled with the remastered version yeah. on the PS4, yeah. which has the 60 FPS. So that's what I think. I think when we first booted it up and the PS4 Pro started like wearing, it was like trying to take off, <laughs> like the fan was going yeah. so hard. I was like, okay, yeah. this is just kind of an end of a end of a era console game of like it, the five is about to come out. Yeah. And I feel like this game will run really smoothly on the five, but on the four, it's a little bit hardcore it was pushing it to yeah. the max yeah yeah but right. it definitely looks beautiful like i i did i do think for me personally like you know it's weird like, coming from a background of like sometimes i play on my 240 frames per second monitor to play first person shooters i'm like aiming is a little hard at 30 fps but like okay i can accept it it's not a it's not a real criticism i think it's just something that shows you they're really putting it to the test mm -hmm. and to the limits which is cool right it reminds me of like what my Wii used to do if I like ever like <laughs> tried to play a game with 3D graphics on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're just like chugging along. It's like, yeah, pretty it's much. Gonna start a fire. Then the Wii like is like secretly out of breath and it's looking at you like, hey man, you should take a break. <laughs> like you need a break. I don't need a break. Yeah. You yeah. you like take it. You gauge a temperature in the in the living room and it's like 80 degrees and you realize that all of that's coming from your PS4 and you're like, like oh okay. shit. Yeah, for real, dude. And I will say like. Like, it is really unfortunate. I don't actually, I'm not actually sure that the PS4 Pro version is actually better than the PS4 version. Of course, we don't know. But all I can say is that it was clearly taxing it. But what's sad is that um, from an audio mix perspective, um, they do a lot of what they call dynamic performances, which is where you get really, really quiet. And then you get loud. And that's, by the way, an amazingly powerful tool to convey and an acting tool. It's amazing. Um, but it's really hard to hear the whispers when the fucking fan on the PS4 is going so fucking loud. <laughs> and so I'm like, fuck, this PS4 is actually ruining this scene right now. Um, yes, obviously, yeah. we did our best to, like, hear. We were, like, we, I do, like, there motherfuckers outside, like, fucking talking and shit, like, two fucking houses down. I'm like, excuse me, they're whispering over here. I'm closing my yeah. and windows and shit. Like, come on, fuck. It's important so. plot points. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah so... that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely looks good. It's definitely pushing your system to its its outer limits, but they're certainly flexing some shit. And yeah. I don't know what a remastered version of Last of Us Part Two will ever look like in the future. I will but die. It's, mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so basically it then just has Joel and uh, Tommy returning to Jackson. You actually get to see... So one of the th things that we critiqued in the last game, we get to see Jackson in its entirety. We get to yeah. see what Jackson actually looks like. It makes sense why there's movie nights for yeah. kids. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. Because you yeah, just I are so lost them... the first game about what Jackson really is, I feel like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and like the first big part of this game, I don't know how many hours, but like, uh, you know, a significant part of the beginning of this game happens in Jackson. And it's really cool to see it get fleshed out and kind of understand what it's like there and see how crazy different Jackson is from the rest of the world that you've been through in all yeah. of Last of Us 1, which I know we can talk about. McCoy is unsure about how much he enjoys that. Um, but just Jackson. Okay. <laughs> well, because you, you like the like hardcore post-apocalyptic stuff where like it's really. Well, but, it's short. but Jackson is like almost idyllic. Um, mm -hmm. in terms yeah. of like they have houses and beds and TVs and, TVs and, and, and yeah. cars and there's schools sure. yeah. and like even then when you kind of flash when you jump forward in time because at first when you first get the UC Ellie when she's somewhat close to the if not the same age she was in Last yeah. of Us 1 
Maybe right yeah, after? Yeah, I believe the game starts off shortly after they get back yeah. to Jackson mm-hmm. from what it sounded like. So she's still young and Jackson is still kind of young, for lack of a better word. And so it's not – her room is sort of sparse, but it's still it's like a room with a bed and stuff in it. Um, and then it sort of jumps forward in time to like – I think it's four years later – Sorry, yeah. the de- I've only played this yeah. game once. The details are slightly more fuzzy, but it jumps forward in time to like present to present day Jackson, and I think that's when you really see Jackson being like fully fleshed out. Of like, there's a cafe mm-hmm. there, and there are kids running around. There's a playground, and everything looks like it's been found or built, but it's just it's a very full town, and there are all these people there, and there are dogs you can pet, and like it's just a whole different world from where you yeah. were in Last of Us One. Yeah, and and it's very uh, it's it's an interesting start to the game, I think. Just kind of starting it out in this, you know, idyllic uh, world, um, which I find to be really interesting, but also just kind of cool on how society is learning to thrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I think in particular, I liked seeing like I think you can peer through one of the windows and see like a school session yeah. for like little kids, so you know yeah. like all the kids that are being born in this place in Jackson are, you know, they're all being brought up with an education system yeah. and they're all, I don't know. It, it For me, what's very interesting, and we're kind of jumping a little bit ahead here, but like when you're walking through the town, you're just seeing kids playing in the snow, mm-hmm. like just climb, climbing up snow banks and pushing each other and arguing over who gets to slide down the hill. You're just kind of like, wow, this feels like now. Yeah. Like, I, I think yeah. that's, yeah. I really appreciated the depth that gives to the world because in the in the first game, it's like you just see how fraught everything is. Pittsburgh's horrible. There's fucking cannibals. Like everything yeah, is horrible. Things are not good. And yeah, and you you wouldn't be faulted for thinking like, what is the point of survival if this is what your everyday life is? Is just trying to avoid getting killed by these people, but also there's infected. I think it does a really good job at kind of giving you that kind of that possible feeling of possibility of like what things could be. And I think it shows a certain level of nuanced understandings from the, the writers that it's like, obviously not all humans are evil and when things go to shit, everyone's going to turn bad. It's like, I think that's a really simplistic view of human nature, but when you can come together, you can create really important and special things. So I, I liked just that nuanced look of kind of what an apocalypse could be. You'd have your worst of the worst in the cannibals, but you could also have things like Jackson. Yeah, and it's been, I think, so Last of Us 2, if I remember, or Last of Us 1, if I remember right, it's essentially like 20 years after um, the apocalypse, for lack of a better word, since the infection event. And then this is happening like roughly like four or five years after that. And so it's, I mean, it's 20, it's been 25 years. And I think you're starting to see that these pockets of survival are popping up and people are becoming organized and there are actual cities and towns or, you know, maybe not Mm -hmm. cities is kind of a strong word, but there are sort of these pockets like Jackson where they have things kind of working. Like, it seems to, like, it seems to me to be pretty secure, generally. Yeah. Like, I think everything in Last of Us 1 felt like it could fall apart at any moment. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Ellie and Joel walked through how many places and just wiped them out. 
Um, but just everyone you met, like it was so on the edge of survival and nothing ever felt safe or secure. Mm-hmm. But Jackson to me, like when you see it, you're like, they have cafes and there's like a butchery shop and there's like, you know, people walking around and kids and yeah, you kind of see as you keep going how they do that, right? With the patrols and things like that, that you take part of, but it felt like a pretty well fleshed out, um, secure, like little home that they have going on mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean i okay so you said earlier i don't like that i wouldn't say i don't like that no sorry i didn't mean you don't like that i mean that you but you enjoy the hardcore like apocalyptic setting and that was one of your concerns coming into this is like that things were gonna get cozy yeah what i don't like it's not that i don't like it really and keep in mind dude like you know listen i'm not here to like say anybody's wrong about their experience you know what i mean yeah. like that's so fucking not who i am i i just um I I note that in Last of Us One there was like when th- when you're when things are so uh, close to to falling apart at all moments it takes a lot of things that are unessential and it puts them on the back mm-hmm. burner if not like just they're done with yeah and in this game it opens and I clearly the message is like the the softness has come back to this community in a serious way and that's dangerous to me in a you know in a world with zombies but they're pulling it <laughs> off but it's like all the sort of th- components of a community that is safe come into this world so it's like when you enter here it's like all this drama immediately about like this is what you did last night and this is like you're like ellie's fucking up her watch because she's sleeping in and so there's clearly like this component of drama that has that has been allowed because of the safety that they're allowed um Mm-hmm. And fair enough. Like, people can enjoy that if they want. That's not my cup of tea personally. So I'm like, okay. Because I'm sitting there just like, no, it's scary. Like, there's zombies out there, bro. Right? Or am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there aren't zombies out there. And I do think the the sort of wholesomeness of Jackson does allow them to put the zombie sort of outbreak kind of in the background um, of maybe most of their storytelling. Like, there still are zombies and zombies still happen and they show up and they kind of fuck you over from here and again. But mostly, actually, it sets the stage for different narratives that they want to tell. Um, yeah. If that, yeah. Go so ahead. If that makes sense. No, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking uh, kind of, I think one of the reasons that they did this is it really allows characters to develop in a way they wouldn't be able to logically do so if it was all fight or flight, mm-hmm. deathly survival. It's like, I think if we were to basically, okay, we're four years in the future, but Joel and Ellie have fought every single day type things. I think we'd see some really stagnant characterization because Ellie wouldn't be able to kind of explore her personal life in that way. Joel wouldn't be able to kind of, uh, we see him kind of not soften up. That's not the word I want to use, but you can kind of see the person he was before this apocalypse happened and before he lost his daughter. Um, so I, I do think the danger of kind of keeping up that tension would come at the expense of uh, kind of a, a more in-depth characterization of uh, Joel and Ellie in, this, uh, in particular. Yeah, well, yeah and I even... wonder. I, I will say, you know, Last of Us 1 didn't suffer in the character development department under those pressures. Oh. Um, and I, I do think that maybe we'll get there, at least for me, the all the flashback sequences that remind me of Last of Us 1. Maybe I'm just a sucker, but they land super hard. And I'm like, oh, this is so working for me. And so mm-hmm. um, it does. It appears to work in those instances. Maybe it couldn't continue to work throughout oh, this I whole game. I don't know, game. because a lot of the flashback sequences 
remind me of Last of Us 1 because it's Ellie and Joel a lot of the time kind of together doing their thing. But some of the flashback sequences are things that, again, like, could have never happened in Last of... Oh, they could have. But it would have been... I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. It would have been very disjointed if it happened in Last of Us 1. Especially when it's... The thing about... The the primary difference that I'm seeing so far with Last of Us 1 and Last of Us Part 2 is Last of Us 1 was very narrow in narrative scope in that it's get this girl to the West. Mm -hmm. She's Mm -hmm. the cure. Whereas this story in Last of Us Part Two is shaping to be a lot more ambitious with the mm-hmm. scope it's trying to achieve. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah. And so because Last of Us Part One was very linear, to have moments like the birthday museum scene mm-hmm. would be so disjointed from the rest of of Last of Us Part 1. Like, can you imagine them fighting bandits in in Philadelphia and then just being like, oh, here's a museum. Let's put cowboy hats on dinosaurs. Yeah, I have a feeling they weren't celebrating birthdays in on that first try. That's the same flashback that I was thinking of, too, where, like, that flashback I loved, and it reminded me so much of, like, the magic of Last of Us 1. Mm -hmm. But I think it's because it was Ellie and Joel and their relationship, which you could clearly see had grown and was different. But at the same time, that I don't know that they could have put that scene in Last of Us One because it would have felt well weird because that's such a carefree like they're going to this crazy like they're going they're like going into the middle of nowhere to explore this crazy museum and like I think in Last of Us One you would have been like don't fucking go in there yeah what well, the fuck are you doing it's yeah. it's kind of like the um the um giraffe scene I mean it's a similar yeah. um, concept but no totally and I'm not trying to make the case that it should be in Last of Us 1. I don't really know where that but yeah. no I'm not it, saying it should have been. I'm just like I'm trying to no, say yeah. like I wonder if it's But actually like fit that is in. that's a scene that happens when they're out into the zombie land and the mm-hmm. zombies are are about again. So it it's it's more of a Last of Us tone whether or not the characters have gone through the development and they definitely have that you guys are talking about that gets them to that point. Sure. Yeah, it's like the hybrid of those two for sure. Um there's definitely something to be said for the amount of character development they're able to have. For me personally, it's just it's it's almost sad how fast everyone back, went back to normal life and all the 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 I think problems with normal life, like it's that that's know, the part think, to me. I just think it's been it's been well maybe it's hard for us because as players we don't get to like sit there for four years and experience yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> Whereas yeah. like with this game, it's like you can you finish Last of Us one, two starts with this sort of flashbacky scene and then. You're pretty much right after one at the beginning where you see a young Ellie and a Joel who kind of like just finished this and is telling Tommy about it. And then it just sort of like snaps its fingers and jumps you forward for something like four or five years. Yeah. And so as a player, I think maybe that feels more abrupt and the flashbacks are helping helping us fill it in as we go. Well, yeah. But because I hear you, but I also think like it's I don't know that they went back to normal super fast. It's been like four years. That's a long time. Four years is super fast to me, but that's okay. Like that, this is the story they wanted to tell. Like I'm not really faulting them for that. It's just, it's just, it was, it caught me, I think off guard. Cause I'm like, wow, everyone is not really concerned anymore about the stuff they were before. That's it's interesting though. And Mm -hmm. I think we can kind of go forward with the story. Cause we're talking now it's four years into the future. Ellie is 19 now. Mm -hmm. Um, And sure enough, the game kind of starts off alluding to this drama that's happened. Mm -hmm. This girl named Dina, uh, who is Ellie's friend, kisses Ellie at a dance. Mm -hmm. There's some drama that ensues. 
Ellie gets mad at Joel for some reason. This is told to us through Ellie's friend. Yeah, they Jackie. say he mm-hmm. like punches uh-huh. a guy or yeah, something. Take, yeah, well, someone right. calls her something not so nice, and then right. Joel gets involved. Right. Right. Joel gets involved, but then Ellie gets mad at Joel for some mm-hmm. reason that we don't know quite yet. And they cause a big and, scene. Mm-hmm. Right, and causes a big scene. So it's interesting because yeah, it starts off then with this whole this whole drama that. For an apocalypse, kind of seems a little petty, where it's just mm-hmm. like, wow, yeah. this is what we're now concerned about. Yeah. And moving forward, Ellie and Dina are assigned to go on a patrol together, and they're kind of treating this patrol like teenage girls would would really do. Like th- yeah. they're it's not like really two taking high schoolers seriously. in quarantine being yeah. let out of the house together. It's like I but we live across yeah. from this park and I occasionally at the beginning of quarantine in particular like saw these teenagers who would like yeah. get out of their cars and like look both ways and then run towards each other's like this clandestine meeting, yeah. you know, as teenagers do. Yeah. And they kind of treat patrol like it's like date night and they're getting to like do something without their parents. Yeah. And and which I- is I agree like coming from again I mean, having just played Last of Us 1, you're like, this is crazy. Yeah. It, but it, it I think that it, they do it because I, I it, it instills the sense of security that mm-hmm. they all feel now, right? Mm-hmm. They, they feel so secure within Jackson. This threat of the infected that is surrounding Jackson is now just kind of seen more as a nuisance as opposed to right. a threat now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it seems like and they I think, really have it pretty under control. Like they do these patrols, there are routes. That's how you only really I see a couple. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And you see that you see the logbook when you're yeah. with Dina and you go to the first yeah. outlook and you can look through a logbook and you can just see like there are days at a time where there's just notes saying like yeah. no infected, no mm-hmm. infected. Yeah. We're and fine. I think I yeah. saw personally like the more laissez-faire kind of approach to patrol, not as much of a, they're not taking this serious as much of it is they're really competent at what they do. It's like in order you get the impression through like other flashbacks. That's like you start with group patrol and then you kind of are able to do paired patrols and things like that. So I saw it less as a, like oh god they're just happy to get outside the wall to just like it's kind of another chore you know what you got to do you're gonna dot your dot your i's and cross your t's and all that stuff um that's how i saw that right they kind of complain about who they get paired Mm -hmm. with or like you know Mm -hmm. they they complain about the area that they have to patrol like and and so yeah it instills the sense of security and as a result you just get to see a different side to this whole apocalypse now where just things kind of seem normal question mark yeah Mm -hmm. i mean very much the new normal right like Mm -hmm. it's not normal there are still you know zombies running around outside but you're only like only maybe a couple of zombies and you know you can take them out and you've got a buddy with you and it just doesn't yeah Yeah. it seems pretty close you know there's Mm -hmm. movies and and music and they just have a lot of stuff you know so it's 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 very close like they're talking about movies they're gonna see after this you know it's very it's very normal yeah yeah. yeah. And so it, it, it instills the sense of security, uh, which I think then makes the preceding moments of the game that much more come Traumatic. down to earth. You are, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it makes it more traumatizing. Yeah. Because, yeah, there there is this security. Ellie is kind of just talking about Joel as if, yeah, we're going to, I'll see him later tonight. We're, we're going to go see a movie together. And she and Dina, they're they're kind of taking their patrol, like they're they're competent in their patrols. They, you know, and therefore they're able to, you know, just enjoy their time together. Um, 
and just kind of explore the relationship because the security has allowed that now. But then Jesse gets that crush crashing right back down to earth when he interrupts Dina and Ellie as they're hiding away in Eugene's marijuana farm. Yeah, or maybe. yeah wait, hold on. Can we not yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is we need to go back. But wait, before you even get to that, like the the marijuana references in this fucking new normal land are like funny. all over the place. <laughs> like it's even before that. Like maybe it actually still was Eugene, but like later when they're up in like a tower looking at the actual logbook and stuff they're like dude do you have any on you bro it's like jesus christ yeah, yeah. like <laughs> well like, i think it's like i think it's the game trying to t- show you like this is a really different world where like if yeah. Yeah. you could even contemplate doing that because in last of us one yeah. like i think if you had contemplating doing that you would have been like that's the craziest really thing yeah. I've ever heard. No, but what see, are you doing? So, so that's but like I, I so I still just harbored that feeling that you guys are talking about right you now. Just like I thought that was to that. I'm like, I was still like, crazy. No, because that was what made me sad about the introduction to Ellie is that I expected her to be like a fucking general because of the experience that she's had. Mm-hmm. She's clearly like she has obviously her ways of dealing with things being on the lighter side, but she's clearly like goes through an arc in the first game to be like a cold killer that gets shit done but also no yeah she's a badass and then she comes in here and she is honestly like borderline not giving a fuck and it's just like whoa that's that's something i really like i really loved the narrative device of ellie's notebook and journal throughout this entire game um because it gives you this sense of world building that would be clunky if they delivered via cut scenes or dialogue so I really liked kind of the juxtaposition and I do think this was intentional between there's the scene in the first last of us where Ellie runs away from Tommy and Joel and mm-hmm. she's reading that person's diary and she's like is this all I had to care about yeah and like right like true. what skirt mm-hmm. goes with and I love I really love how you go into her notebook during this first scene and she's like someone touched me like like yeah, Kat yeah. touched me with her elbow it's like do you think that was on purpose yeah. I'm like girl yeah. I yeah. I I love the humanization of characters. I think it would be relatively easy to write a 19-year-old girl like you would a 35-year-old military general. I think it would be relatively easy, but I do think with knowing a sense of security and stability for the first time in your life because when before when she was in Boston, she was at a military school um that's not normal in life, but we're seeing this last four years of like, oh, this might be what Ellie would be like if she was allowed to have a normal childhood. Right. So I really liked the juxtaposition between like you playing as Ellie during that patrol and you're still deadly with clickers and you're really competent, but you're also just having these really normal 19 year old freakouts of like, oh my God, I'm exhilarated, but I'm also going to throw up. And (laughs) I I really like that because I really do think it gives depth to her character. Yeah. Like that, see like that, I'm glad, like I'm glad that like you guys like like that because that's cool. Like that means it's, they're doing it right. Like, and maybe it's something I don't understand really but for me i'm like you see you don't you don't totally vibe with the 19 year old girl experience yeah it's hard for me to picture uh no no but it's like it's um it's like uh it's it's almost like you said it. it's like you're getting glimpses of what she would have been like if she didn't if she had lived a normal life Mm -hmm. but like when i look at her life i'm like nothing about this has been normal since she was like 10 or maybe even before that maybe nothing about this is normal at all so for in four years for it to go back was was jarring to me i guess and I know that they're using that to set up this whole world. I think they're doing that really well. Like, but to me, it was it was sad. I was like, she shed so much 
of the strength that she gained in order to become the same thing as my neighbor, who's a 19-year-old girl. Um, I wouldn't say she shed it. Yeah, I don't think it's mutually exclusive between being having a little gay freakout and also being super fucking awesome. (laughs) I mean, I, I am pretty close to where I was when I'm 19. I'm not much older than that. Girl, if that was not the most fucking relatable thing I have ever read in my life, it's like, okay, yeah, she's a stone cold bass, but she also just had a fucking panic attack. So it's like, as 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 someone who has recently lived through that, I'm like, you know, I really appreciate that sort of representation because if hell, if I did not overanalyze every single brush of someone's arm. So that's something I, I really liked personally. Do they love me? Like, they touched my yeah, arm while they were like, walking by. What does this mean? We'll be but together I, I forever. Yeah. kind of going off of that, and I, I think this shows some sort of, like, there's multiple voices in that writer's room, but also that uh, scene she's talking with Dina, and she's kind of mm-hmm. trying to, like, Ellie's trying to play off, like, you know, it's a mistake, you were drunk, blah, blah, blah. It's like, all those things are such typical things that you would do in those situations when you're going through like, oh my God, my best friend made a move on me. Well, clearly I would love for something to happen, but it's not going to happen. So that mm-hmm. sense without hitting you over the head with it, but kind of a glimpse in on those emotions, I thought that was very cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I enjoyed it and found it relatable. Having also been a 19-year-old girl, I remember that. Okay, um, interesting. But I also, I don't, okay, so the only thing I, I don't know, that's not an argument with, but it is, um, I would say it's not subtle, which is fine. It's the main story. But it's well, is it? It well, is at that time, at, for at sure. At this time. And yes. I think that was one of the things, like, playing through it that was just sort of interesting, or even up to this point, is that going through Last of Us this time, I'm playing it, I'm watching it, I'm not playing it, McCoy's playing it, thank you, McCoy. I'm Welcome. watching it be played very differently in which like, I have a much more critical eye to like, okay, where are they going with this? What's going to happen? Next? Okay, I'm trying to, and I'm like, You're trying, trying to read the script. I'm trying to calculate it. I'm <laughs> okay. trying to figure it out because I've seen what they do in Last of Us 1. I know stuff's going to get crazy. So I'm like, okay, so where are they going with this? And that was one thing for me at the beginning that I was really just like, what the fuck is going on in terms of like, okay, where is this story going to go? Mm-hmm. Um, right. And then they open it up, and then I have a million theories. But the beginning of it is jarring coming from Last of Us 1 kind of in every way. I think it does a good job of being so jarring that it puts you into a very different headspace. Because I was sitting there being like, okay, so this is a romance game? Like, what's happening? Yeah. Just because I was thinking about Last... I was coming straight from Last of Us 1 and being like, okay, I'm putting the pieces together. Who's dying first? Like, here we go. Yeah. Um, Right. (laughs) I I think that's right. And there's no spoilers past this third of the game we're discussing. But I think a, a lot of the promotional material they put out, a lot of the a lot of the promos, a lot of everything like that, um, really, I think everyone with a discerning eye, they were like, okay, so the whole the whole catalyst behind this journey, Ellie's gonna take. Dina's gonna bite it real fast. Yeah. So I'll be honest, I was super. Like, I loved having that sort of representation, but if the alarm bells weren't going off in my head, I'm like, oh my God, we're getting so much of this development Mm -hmm. because we need to feel some sort of emotional connection. So it's going to be short-lived. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it is, but not for the reasons you suspect. Right. Right. And it is. And so... Wait, sorry. Can we just go to this fucking scene, like... I had in high school. Sorry, it's a re- it's a really like high school fucking. Yeah. we're having I sex think, okay, so wait, in I my sent, parents' basement. I sent Zoe a short video oh of McCoy reacting to this scene because he was just like head in his hands, like I cannot believe they're fucking doing this to me. Because McCoy, 
McCoy does not, not enjoy that's not romance. My style. That's just not my style. And so <laughs> watching him play Last of Us, one of his favorite games of all time, and watching him have to like direct, you know, like hit buttons for romance, it was hysterical. Because oh, um, basically they go, they're on patrol, and a blizzard hits. And it's your first set of sense of like, oh, sh- sh- shit could still go wrong. So they're running on the blizzard trying to escape and they find this. No, they don't. Even, they get to a library, basically. I don't know. I don't remember if Dina knew. I think she knew where it was. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, Dina, because Dina used to go on patrols with Eugene, with a guy named yeah. Eugene. Yeah. Who was like Eugene old and grizzled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so in this library. And a fucking stoner. <laughs> yeah, a huge fucking stoner, which they for some reason they can't do in Jackson, I guess, but all right. They turn on the generator and then they like look at the floor and Ellie's like, yo, look at the, like, there's something down there because the yeah. whole floor, like beneath the floorboards is lighting up. And they find like essentially a trap door kind of deal and they go down there. It's just a, it's a grow house. It's just a bunch yeah. of pot plants. Yeah, it is a non-trivial amount of And pot. a bunch of weed. We've got like a gas mask bomb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that shit was hilarious. I forgot about that. Yeah. And so there's just a lot of weed down there. A lot of weed, yeah. And so they find a lot of dead weed. A lot of dead weed. Yeah. They just, you know, find some joints in a fucking jar somewhere. They find some joints in a jar. Dina smashes the jar. Or Which if you, Dina. oh my God, if you look at Dina's face after she smashes that jar and how unapologetic she looks as Ellie's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I it just, I don't know how you get comedic timing via animated character, but it was, that was top show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like actually for me, well, partially because like you said, the marketing material for this was like pretty heavily, like, you know, there's a romance between you. Like, it's not subtle. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. this is going to happen. You're mm-hmm. waiting for the moment it's going to happen, whether you're in, <laughs> looking forward to it or not. You're like, we're going to get <laughs> it on. And so the moment Dina smashes that jar, I'm sitting there being like, here we fucking go. Here we go. <laughs> and oh McCoy's like, oh my God. And then they essentially sit down on a couch and like smoke some weed and then they get naked and make out and you're yeah. I, yeah it just it it's but actually the the most funny part about that beforehand is that dina asks ellie <laughs> what do you rate our kiss to yeah. which then yeah. dina's like i'd give it a six to which ellie's just like a six i'll show <laughs> you watch me so yeah funny. they'll watch too it's just it, like oh but it no is, i will say it's such a I do, I agree with what you're saying, Claire. Like, there are clearly writers in the room who were teenage girls because to me, mm-hmm. I remember saying, because look, that moment is cringy as hell. I don't know about you because it's super cringy, whether you're pro, I mean, because just because teenagers are cringy because they say <laughs> crazy stuff to each other, like, what would you rate our kiss? And like, they, they do, they do that. Yeah, they, they act say the that. No, totally. And they totally are like, we're, you know, like they say, they, like, I love you. Like, they, they, all of that is so true to a teenage girl's mindset to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. while I was sitting there being huh. like, ooh, this scene is so, like, it's so cringy, but it's also so very true to the teenage girl experience of being like, yeah, yeah, this track, this tracks for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Where's the mixtape? <laughs> that was the main thing. Yeah, where's exactly yeah. where's the mixtape and like the 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 poetry being read out loud? Like that's all I needed. But that's all you need for your personal experience. Pretty yeah. much. I, I I think it was just like a really yeah. It's like someone someone in that writers room was a nineteen year old girl really recently. Hundred percent. And like I appreciate <laughs> that because I think I I think I think it's it's really easy and we see this a lot in like TV shows that are supposed to be about high schoolers and like why do these people look like grown fucking adults type thing. Um, 
yeah, and I think it's really easy to have this smooth dialogue, but knowing that there's so much kind of in those first stages of just kind of, it's a little awkward. And so like, there's things you And it's way say over that you'd dramatic. Rather yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So I, just, I, I thought it was as perfect as much as I don't love watching animated characters kissing, know, which we discussed about good. Kim Possible. This one, this one I was okay with, and it's because I'm comparing it to something else in the future that it makes this scene look very good. Hmm. Interesting. There you go. No, yeah, I just to me to me though I will just <laughs> Shit. To me I will just say it it underscores it underscores to me again that and this is true of like the entire third so far, no one wants to stand watch at the fucking windows. Motherfuckers mm-hmm. sneak up on motherfuckers all game. <laughs> yeah, McCoy was Stop. horrified. <laughs> because no, but that's you know? that's what Joel taught us all. He's like, just be fucking at the window like a fucking creature, you mm-hmm. know? Just looking. Um, Joel also told us not to introduce ourselves with our first fucking names and look Ooh. what he's done. Ooh, true. Ouch. So, Ouch. Segwaying. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. well <laughs> so, so actually, the, 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 the romance scene does posit an important part of the story though which is that ellie has not told anybody in jackson besides yes. tommy and joel mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. she is immune mm-hmm. you know she yeah there dina and her are lying in bed and uh ellie actually opens up to dina where she's she shows dina her scar they're they're swapping scar stories yeah. ellie also actually a tells very her, popular teenage trope continue yep. it's, it's real <laughs> so, it's real so they true. nailed that one and uh Ellie's like, yeah, I've told you before that this is a chemical burn, but, you know, actually, I got bit a long time ago. Yeah, and she and- covered it up with the chemical mm-hmm. burn. Oh, so, she covered yeah. it up with yeah, the chemical burn. Yeah, so she burn. did, chem- she was, did yeah. burn herself because she poured it over her bite mark. Right. Yeah. But also she has, like, this tattoo mm-hmm. on it now that um, is another kind of story building part. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, she, she covered it up with a chemical burn, but she's like, actually, it's covering up this bite mark. Mm-hmm. I'm actually immune. To which Dina just <laughs> then like, turns to her and says, you. that's yeah. a fucking good story. You sure <laughs> got me. Yeah. And that's kind of when you know, mm-hmm. like, Ellie really hasn't yeah. told yeah, anybody. And you saw this, like, when they put their masks on. Like, the first time I saw it, I'm like, why the fuck is Ellie yeah, wearing masks? Yeah, I thought that was yeah. also yeah. a really good oh. cue of, yeah. like, oh, she doesn't. Yeah. People don't know because for the whole first game, she never wore a mask. And then... Yeah. You know, yeah. second game you see her put it on, you're like, wait, what? She doesn't need that yeah, shit. Yeah, the whole the whole yeah. mask mini storyline, right? That mm-hmm. that goes, it's there, but then it's also with Joel, and then it's also later with Dina, mm-hmm. is all like mm-hmm. really awesome way yeah, of getting really that well across. Yeah. Um, just that fucking moment. I know we're jumping, but just just for a minute before we jump back, with that moment where she like runs up to Dina and don't you fucking take your mask off because Dina's trying to take her mask off to like so we could share it yeah. or some shit, which is like yeah. She's in a panic. She's She's not thinking clearly. And it's just like, don't fucking do that. These are 19-year-old girls. They're going to go out. You know, they're in love. They're going out together. Oh, by the way, it also also later has a moment, too, when you're actually hunting down one of those motherfuckers. And she's like, where's your mask? Why aren't you coughing? And you're like, (laughs) like, because I'm the fucking boogeyman. That's why. Yes, motherfucker. (laughs) That was, I will say, that was a badass moment. Oh, yeah. That is a top five video game moment. Dude, it's honestly truly terrifying. Even though you're playing that character, it's just like thrilling. Of, yeah. in a way yeah Ooh. yeah and we'll discuss this because oh my god i have so many yeah. more things to say about that scene but we are avoiding a giant fucking elephant in the room right now <laughs> exactly so yeah. tell us so, what's happened well so then do we actually want to talk though about the fact that there is a second perspective that we play in this game up until this point oh, claire's yeah. claire shaking her head and with her eyes shut like please no we yeah. do, like, let's not talk we do learn about a new character which i will say okay, and a set of the characters. only spoilers that i had for this game 
literally happened at the beginning of the game because there is we're watching the intro I, and at the very beginning it's doing like the beautiful it's playing last of us music and it says you know starring uh troy baker so you got, i was like yeah. troy baker ashley johnson and then it says and laura bailey laura bailey and I, as yeah. a big time fan of critical here, role i know yeah. their voices yeah, and so yeah. i'm right literally wearing my critical role t-shirt right now hmm. and so the moment they introduce dina and i'm like that's not laura bailey's voice this chick's dead and then so i'm so sorry claire she's never gonna make it dude I, <laughs> dude it's so funny i actually remember that exact moment where you're like that's not laura bailey and i was like elena i know I'm right here and it was, it was the only spoilers that i had and so when they did introduce the new character i was like i it took me very few seconds and i was like that's Laura Bailey's voice. And I was yeah. like, I don't know who that is, but she's going to stick around. Which I do think yeah. is a little bit of a juxtaposition for her voice because that character is the strongest person I've ever seen. Oh my God, that is the buffest. She is fucking She is ripped. so built. It's unbelievable. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. It's I, wild. I have to do a, a quick shout out to, so Colleen Futch was the body double for Abby. Colleen Foch is actually the 100% reason I got into CrossFit to begin with mm. because I saw this woman because this was five years ago or whatever when they first started doing promos for the second one. And I think they mentioned like, oh, yeah, Colleen Foch is the body double for this character you see very briefly in a promo. And I'm like, hold on a hot damn minute because I want arms like that and I will <laughs> do whatever it takes to get them. So, so what- thank you, Colleen Foch, for being unapologetically strong and yeah. redefining what women traditionally look like. So what you're I telling will, us, I will wait, hold on, can we just game, quickly just, okay. so you look like that is what, and you don't have to say yes to that, <laughs> but just in the listener's give me, like, mind. Give me five more years. Okay, okay. Give me five yeah. more years. I'm going to get there. Okay, she, sure. she is, she is composition goals out there. Yeah, yeah. So okay, she's for sure, super for sure. Quarantine hasn't done us any favors. Yeah, quarantine <laughs> has not helped. You need to put a tire in your living room. All right, there moving we go. on. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yes. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, so the, it's, it's kind of the, the, the game does this interesting, like, right across town in this other little hut, there yep. is a group of people sleeping in this lodge, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you meet this character, Abby, and you have no idea who the fuck these people mm-hmm. are. Yeah. She yeah, wakes no up, clue. she talks to this guy, Owen. Mm-hmm. Owen's like, I've got something to show you, mm-hmm. and they walk through snow. You get the nice moving tutorial of, like, duck Jump. under branches, yeah. mm-hmm. prone through yeah. these... Uh, yeah prone under the which truck. also the first the first time they have you army crawl under a branch i was like uh-uh that's not good <laughs> no but i mean i was like this is super cool but like this is not good shit's yeah. gonna happen to the us. Ankle oh, yeah. That it shows. yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah you know yeah. what kind of horrible situation is this gonna require same thing for yeah. the first time because they're both in that scene you're learning the new movement mechanics in this game which because none of these existed in last of us one there's also a mechanic yeah. where you can kind of like turn sideways and like yeah, shimmy through, your way yeah. through like a crevasse yeah. or a smile i'm like uh-uh that's yeah. not good. Yeah, this is not good. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. I mean, it might block your I'm path. I'm putting myself but... in vulnerable areas. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Dude, what's crazy about this is like all these motherfuckers are in that like this snow lodge that like exists mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. outside of Jackson that seems to be fully functional. And then all their jackets are like super nice and they look like they're, they look well, like they yeah. could have lived there. But they also look yeah. super well outfitted. I think that was one of the things that yeah. I noticed yes. about her first is like they are, she's built and they look really yeah. well outfitted. Yeah, she's got that like thigh gun holster yeah, and they agreed. look like they yeah. have really nice equipment. You're like, who are these people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so basically Abby goes with this guy named Owen. He, they get to a top of a mountainside and he points out to Jackson. Yeah. And they look at each other and Abby just says, do you think he's hiding in there? Mm-hmm. 
and Owen just says, you know, maybe like we we don't know, but like the point is that's fucking Jackson right like, there. Yeah. How, a lot of people there. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people there. How the fuck are we gonna do this? And you don't quite know. What, yeah, but you. I thought know. she was like. I thought she had. Oh no! I I I will be the first to admit. I was fucking in left field. I'm like, is her brother in Jackson? Yeah. Really? Am I confused? I Insta yeah, no, was like, I, I was. they're looking for Joel and that's not. I was oh, like, no. I was like oh, look, we don't know for sure. But do you remember that moment? Both mm-hmm. you and I looked at each other and we're like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. I was super slow on the uptake. <laughs> Again, don't play this game in 20 hours. Yeah. It's just yeah. Not, yeah, let it percolate not, you're not at how your evil all of her scenes are, even though you can't place yeah. why. And she doesn't seem evil. But again, I think part yeah. of the reason that I that I was calculating that kind of stuff so quickly is because we had just played Last of Us 1, and I was went into this with a different mindset, being like, this is going to fuck with mm-hmm. us, and we are going to be ready. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to make us crawl under stuff. They're going to make us try and get through these, <laughs> and we're going to know, going into that crevasse, that shit's going to happen. Yeah, close your eyes and don't look at the screen <laughs> and yeah. crawl under that thing. Yeah. And so same thing when they're like, oh, yeah, like, he's, you know, he's there somewhere where you're like i was like there are only a couple of he's that we know about in this game and the yeah. most likely yeah. one is joel and it sounds doesn't sound good yeah i thought maybe tommy yeah, yeah i thought tommy too i think that's what our first reaction was like it's either joel or maybe it's tommy mm-hmm. but it didn't sound like they it wanted to be friendly seem good nope and by the way right when joel's first name is uttered in there oh. after oh my oh, god and the way all so those motherfuckers good. turn and you're just like oh, oh no i mean it was it that was yeah Right. They could have made that super melodramatic, but they just they just put that pause in there just for you to get that kind of unsettled feeling. Yeah. I think everything. that was like really yeah. like Last of Us subtle storytelling at its best. Yes. That little because yeah. they give you just that little hint of being like, Hey, he's in there and they're like, Great. Um, and then Owen leaves you and she's like, Well, I'm gonna fucking like let's go. And so she starts making her way down to Jackson and towards the lookout. Um and then you kind of switch back and forth. To right, which by the way, this is also when Owen's like, by the way, like Mel, she's pregnant. To which my you're just baby, like, yeah, where the fuck are all these pregnancies coming They're from? Which then you think control, about, and you're like, bro. okay, birth, birth control, and condoms probably yeah, are like long thing. gone. And at the same world. time, I'm like Owen, you dumb slut. <laughs> I know, no, that's the thing. That's the fucking thing, dude. Is like that. That's what I mean about this whole idea of like people got back to normal life so fast. I'm yeah. like, surely. I know it's weird to be a 19-year-old, but could you have, like, wrapped around in your head like we're in a zombie apocalypse? Maybe just don't bareback that every night. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just, like, th- figure out. This is life advice it's, it's, from McCoy. It's like they didn't, it's like they, it's like certain human knowledge, like, didn't make the translation down. Like, there are techniques to I mean, use where people can still have fun. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, we can think about that. So, like, Ellie was born after the fucking apocalypse. I'm like, yeah, what I've the fuck always was wondered about thinking? that. Yeah. So, it's like there there are quite a few scenes of people not exactly doing what's best for the kid in a situation. Well, at the same time, like, human life, you know, like, humans it. are resilient. They continue on. There are babies all over Jackson. Like, it happens, yeah. I assume, right after the apocalypse, a lot of those, you know, moms did not make it because they turned into zombies. And, you know, I, like, I'm sure the birth <laughs> rate was much lower. Um but yeah, so yeah, he's like, yo, Mel's pregnant. And you're like, and I, I too, like, I, for that time, I was just like, that's a weird thing to, okay. Like, it was yeah. a, it's we a weird We know nothing about these characters then. at this point. Right. Yeah. We don't know who Mel is. We don't even know what Mel, who Mel looks like. Oh, yeah. You know, we're yeah. just like, is she in that lodge? It's like, clearly Abby's upset. So, but it does yeah. establish that Abby and Owen had a relationship yes, a at one point, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a past, and Abby's just like, oh, do I need to congratulate? You and she's like, something? I want to kick you down the fucking hill. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Abby had the same mindset I did, where it's just like, he, he got 
fucking male pregnant. Like, what the <laughs> fuck was he thinking? Yeah, yeah. Dude, but that is not a reaction that necessarily, I would say, go away goes away during this third of the game. Yeah, this there whole is, third of the game, yeah. I'm like, what oh, are yeah. you people doing? And we'll get to that later. It's all yeah. over the place, yeah. man. It's all over the place. Right. And I'm just like, wow. So we were talking on the previous podcast about, like, influences of having, you know. More just, women in the writing room. I wouldn't say like that. But it's like. You just there's clearly so much more of this whole sphere of of that stuff coming mm-hmm. through, and I'm like, okay, cool. So there was like a change in the in the tone and a change in the Very stuff. Much. Yeah, um, yeah. You clearly get that, and I. But to, but to me, I'm just like, motherfuckers, there's zombies out there. Am <laughs> yeah. I am I just the old guy <laughs> shouting it like maybe? Fuck, I'm sorry. Yeah, You're like Joel just yelling into the ether, like, be careful. And all the pregnant women in this <laughs> game are always like, I'm fine, and I get that they're trying to be strong, but like someone just tell them that's not chill to go out there. Someone just Wait, tell them. We'll get there. We'll okay. get there. All right, all right. At this point, yeah, we'll get there. At we'll this point, there. it's just like a weird blip to, to me. I was like, that's a weird thing. I mean, I noticed this. I was like, that's a bizarre yeah. thing for them to have. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then Abby runs off to go start finding Jackson. And then yeah. you bop back and you're Joel for a little while, which I don't know about you guys, but was like a, a uh, hell of you, you don't, weren't you, weren't you Joel? Well, you, you don't, you don't play as Joel. You're still playing as Abby as you're running away from yeah. this wave of infected. And there's this great scene where there's oh, just this right. horde of infected coming after you. There's no way that you can actually mm-hmm. combat any of them. You just have to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's this great scene where you're, you're. it's it's again that squeezing through the crevice type mechanic against this chain link fence. And you see this oh. wave of infected <laughs> just collapse the fence on top of you. So then you have to prone your way mm-hmm. under this chain link fence as the infected are clawing at you. And then that's when a hand reaches out, mm-hmm. says, I got you, and it's fucking Joel. Ta-da. And so you're just Miller. <laughs> yeah. And there is a great moment in this. You're still playing as Abby. You suddenly find Joel and Tommy out there, and they're they're fighting off the infected. They get into one area of respite. Tommy looks at Abby and he's like, Listen, you know, my name's Tommy. This is Joel. Like, we're all gonna get out of here right. alive. Mm-hmm. And right. you see. Of expression yeah. flicker on Abby's face mm-hmm. when she just kind of nods and says, yeah. like, yeah, okay. But then you kind of see this bewilderment in her face. And yeah. of course, if you've been paying attention, you're like, shit, this is the guy that she's looking mm-hmm. for. Because mm-hmm. she kind of looks like, wow, just my luck. Like, like I cannot like, believe my luck right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. And like for us, because we had kind of, we hadn't, we had sort of guessed, we were like, it's probably Joel or Tommy. So the moment that they all got together in a room, we were like, Oh fuck! Like that—that mm, that whole scene yeah. was pretty tense for us. I remember it being like, "Oh shit! Oh yeah. shit!" And then when they say the name, you're like, <gasps> "No!" Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. I think this starts oh, like a general theme that they continue and potentially stop and might be unraveling towards the end of the the third that we've played so far. Mm-hmm. But it's that they establish like obviously like Joel being a wonderful dude but also just like generally people in Jackson being very inviting and, mm-hmm. and lovely and come on by we'll, we'll retrofit you with stuff and, and you can get out of here and whether or not they will humanize mm-hmm. these other people later I'm sure they will and they've been building towards it they make sure during this section to have them seem like humans until the very last second before they're killed where they do something yeah. ravenous and you're yeah, reminded yeah. that they're evil maybe but like, well, here's a good example. I where, think it's a good. Sorry. Go I was ahead. gonna say where there's such open arms here. Um, yeah. And it makes you want to embark on the well, journey. And right? like, I'm, I don't remember Zoe or Claire. One of you guys said it earlier. That like Joel was the one who was like, "Don't introduce yourself with your first name," in the first game. Hmm. And I think it's yeah. a good. I mean, it's an unfortunately 
very it's a too late lesson and a, a sad lesson mm-hmm. in like they've let their guards down and they've returned to this like yeah. kind of idyllic normal life where there's you can have romance and there are kids and there's snowball fights and it's a cafe and there are dances and then you know they aren't yeah. they aren't like prepared for something i mean they're, they're not not prepared they're prepared but they aren't expecting something like this they aren't still in that like hardcore survival mindset especially from a human i mean that's the thing right like i mean i don't know how they ever could have seen that one coming maybe one when you're like in pittsburgh or with um david like that and the cannibals i mean that whole time ellie never trusted him and never told him her name until the very end like Mm -hmm. there was so much mistrust of other humans in last of us one and so i think like you can see like they've really it's been four years. Like things have really changed, and they're just like, "Hey, yeah. who are you? We're going to help you out of this." And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. What are right. you doing out here? It seems odd. Yeah, it seems weird. I don't know. You seem like you come from a safe place. It's odd for you to be in this unsafe place. Yeah, and so then Abby is like, "Well, hey, like, because they're trying to figure out where they're going to go because there's this huge horde of zombies zooming in." And Abby's like, "Yo, my friends are back at this big hunting camp house mm-hmm. thing. Let's go there." And so you go there. And you just narrowly make it. You're on horse. I think you're on horses. Are you running? I don't remember. Yep, yep, yep. You're, on, you're horses. on horses. And you're riding and you get there and the gates close behind you. And then bad stuff happens. And again, Ooh. how you see how well outfitted this group yeah. is. They're throwing Molotovs at yep. the infected. They've got, they've got guns. So you, again, it kind of plays into that whole, these people know what they're up against mm-hmm. survival. They're not just some lost family struggling through the wilderness. Yeah. They are... They are seasoned. Yeah. Yeah. And this next scene, I think, is some perfect tension building. We've talked about it a little bit before, mm-hmm. but they're, you know, Joel and Tommy are putting their horses up. People are introducing themselves a little bit. They're shaking hands, but there's just this mm-hmm. air of something mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. happening. And then I think you mentioned it, Claire, like Joel says you know so Tom, tommy's talking first he's like oh uh like we live a couple hours down the way which i don't know if it's actually a couple hours or if he was kind of protecting their location a little bit it's like my name's tommy and joel's like oh joel and there is a palpable atmosphere shift yeah that's when you where no one says yeah. anything but you can kind of see the energy of the room change and joel's just like it you are acting like you've heard of us before. And this is when I'm like, as a player, I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Um, Yeah, yeah. this is when if you hadn't noticed it before, you definitely know something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And so I think, I I think it it really goes to show how quickly like a situation gets serious when one of your favorite video game characters of all time takes a shotgun blast to the knee and you're like, well, maybe best case scenario, he loses a leg. Yeah. Like, yeah. So this is, that's, this is not great. Yeah. The whole um, time I was kind of sitting there being like, well, I don't know how they get him out of this one. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, he does not, he does not make it out. Oh, she beats shit. him to death with a golf club. Mm-hmm. The golf yeah. Club. And she, brutally. Yeah. It's she, not uh, great. But it's a very memorable moment like Mm -hmm. a a horrifyingly memorable moment Mm -hmm. where joel just tells her you know Mm -hmm. so so you found me clearly you have some gripe and score to settle with me just get it over with yeah say your speech and get mm -hmm. it over yes say your speech and get it over with to which she has a golf club in her hand she's just like no you're you're not gonna go that quickly like you took everything from me and you are going to pay for it Mm -hmm. 
Now, we don't quite know at this point in the game what that thing is. We just yeah. know Joel did something bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which we've played as him as the whole first game. We know he has a background of a smuggler. You know he's been on both sides of ambushes before. So we know he's not like... Yeah. Yeah, he's and not, in fact, he's not an, a cloistered nun. Yeah, and in fact, they revisit that as um, as yep. Ellie is riding Medina. They talk yep. about that and some of the bad things that he's done and some of the things how he's tortured people and like it like, kind of comes it be up. The cannibal sort yeah, of thing, and so yeah. I think it's kind of interesting where they because I think if you had just played Last of Us one, your immediate assumption is like, the I mean he this is a firefly or an ex-fire like because he in your mind he just murdered that entire squad of people um but because i think they had mentioned it with dina and ellie you're like actually this could be kind of anybody like he did a lot of bad shit to a lot of people um so it it, i think it does a good job of putting in that sense of like oh we we don't really know who this was um yeah it's like we we've grown to love and care for joel because we've been able to spend as much time as like the entire first game and we spent a couple hours like with him in this one, it's like we have that kind of breadth of uh, experience with Joel when you can look at any other kind of side character in the first one. You're like, well, everyone in Pittsburgh hates him. Everyone involved with the Fireflies in Salt Lake City hates him. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it is one of those things where it's like we see the depth of his character, but you do realize you're like, oh, yeah, when you take this in isolation, uh, yeah, not not so awesome. Yeah. 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 No. Okay. I don't know how to say this. I'm just gonna put it out there, and I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm gonna agree. So basically, also we should say like Ellie at this point is there sure. when when he gets yes. beat to death. She's made it there. She's been running. She's been trying to get there, and so she makes it. And they grab her, and she has to watch as they kill him. And then it, of course, it black screens because this is Last of Us, and that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. And okay. The one thing that I have noticed about Last of Us 2, so no, the one thing, I've obviously noticed a lot of things, I don't think their black screens are hitting as hard for me as they did in the first game, and I can't quite name it, I don't know if the timing is off a little bit, but this for me was obviously this huge moment, because you're sitting there being like, oh my god, they just killed Joel in like the first three hours of the game, mm-hmm. like this is mm-hmm. bad, mm-hmm. um, and then they black screen, but it, it didn't, because when we played Last of Us 1, even playing it the second time, those moments where you black, where they black screen, like where they've just killed like a little kid or something, like it, mm-hmm. you are still, I think McCoy, you were saying that like, like you're still processing that moment through the first like five minutes of the next scene. Yeah. Yeah. And the next scene is usually something like totally normal. So wait, hold on, hold on. Just to clarify, mm-hmm. are you referring to this black screen in particular? I'm kind of referring to all of it's something well, I've hold noticed on, cause, about because they, all of they them, definitely yeah. do a lot more black screens. But I mean, I don't know if I'm just speaking off cut, but this black screen is exactly what you're describing. Okay, maybe or at least for me, maybe, I okay, maybe I'm jumping ahead. Maybe my mind is jumping ahead. Yeah, because it was it was a big one. I mean, I'm thinking about the rest of them. There, there's just there's just yeah. more. And, and and by the way, they do I, a different thing here. And this was actually confusing us when we were trying to figure out our chapter yes. sections because they do black screens, but then they don't do black screens white text yes except for those big yeah. uh at least Maybe that's location what it is, is like doing more something of them. shift not necessarily location shifts but. I, I think you are right elena and i'll discuss the, like my feelings on it when we get a little bit deeper into the game mm-hmm. of of some sections i think could have hit harder yeah. with yeah it's sure. almost black like a preemptive so we'll discuss this yeah 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 so i i'll actually so i can say a little bit with this one so i have um the concept art book and they've really kind of fleshed out like they've clearly done a lot of thinking they've fleshed out kind of 
okay, what happens after Dina and Jesse have found Ellie and Joel and things like that? They have fleshed out those, what those immediate moments look like, but we don't see them on screen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this case and a couple other ones I'll bring up a little bit later um, in the game, I think if we could have seen some of those concept arts actually play out, I think they would have had the intended, the the typical Mm -hmm. kind of gut punch that we've seen in the past. Yeah. So can you I'll, give an, an, an example for the Joel death scene? Maybe? So, so for example, in this concept art book, there's a, uh, a painting drawing, whatever you want to call it of when people from Jackson have come to take Joel's body away and you're seeing yeah. Ellie there reacting to that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that, not only is like a really stark kind of like oh my god this Joel's dead dead he's not coming back type thing but also seeing um that emotional effect it's having on Ellie as well who's essentially catatonic in this picture and I think I think it's a little tough because there's a really fine line to draw between not hitting hard enough and being melodramatic. Yeah. And I think in a lot of cases, um, Naughty Dog decided to kind of err on the side of caution, which I think is the safe thing to do because there's nothing that can fuck up an emotional scene more than it just going into melodrama. Um, but I'll bring up a couple more um, things like that I think could have had more effect down the line yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And I agree mm-hmm. with what you said, McCoy. Like, I think probably this one did hit me pretty, I mean, obviously right, like this, this is a big landed, moment, right? but I think maybe I'm just, I'm kind of like adding my memories of the rest of the black screens to this one retroactively and being like, I just feel like something about these black screens hasn't, they have not hit me in the way that I remember them in the first game. Yeah. Um, but we can talk more about that as we keep going. I would say though, on this point though, I, I do think the intro to this game, um, sets up like a monumental amount of storytelling and it does it really Mm -hmm. fast Mm -hmm. and i personally think they missed like i would have loved to see i think it could have been like five hours here to really establish this stuff and i know that as we're going through this game what they're trying to do is recontextualize it with flashbacks and recontextualize it with um, different perspectives and other such like that. Mm -hmm. But I do think so far where we stand, and especially in the first six to 10 hours of the game, I was just like, whoa, I just got told a fuck ton of stuff. And Mm -hmm. there's like five Mm storylines going on right now, but it was told, not shown. Like for me, one of the subtle storylines that we we've basically already missed, not missed, but it it was so subtle is right there, but that is so powerful is the storyline of like Joel basically not have like the relationship between Joel and Ellie falling apart, not just because of him like beating up that dude, but because of like her kind of not needing him anymore. There's that scene where she's listening to music and he comes in, he just wants to talk to her. He just wants to have that interaction um, as a dad might, but she's growing up and she doesn't want it anymore. And so she kind of puts him aside and it's like, whatever, I guess. But then she does end up learning the guitar, which I'm sure is going to be valuable. But it's like, it's um that scene right there is to me that storyline could have had like three hours of setup where it's like they're getting further and further apart and Mm -hmm. that would have made joel's death 10 times more hurtful for her because she was playing that relationship scenario like i have all the time in the world to mend it later i just don't want to fucking deal with this now you're being annoying and to have that taken from her before she wanted would have been literally soul crushing and it was but instead they they 
they do that in kind of flashbacks later. They do build that out mm -hmm. later. But dude, like this could have been fuel for this scene and for this adventure in a way that could have really f uh, fleshed out their characters uh, in the early scenes. In a way, I think the fuel that they're using for that scene is the player's relationship mm -hmm. to Joel as much as Ellie's relationship. Because I know just playing through that, you know, you like we've said before, you, you, you play as Joel for 16 hours of a game. You get to see Joel for another three. And then just to see him die in such a stark, a, a sudden, stark, brutal way. Mm -hmm. And not even that, but even after he's dead, you see these people stand over his body and spit on his corpse. Mm -hmm. And you just, that is the first time I threw down a controller and wanted to strangle mm -hmm. a set of ones I, and zeros yeah, on the I screen. Saw red. <laughs> yeah, I, I was furious. Mm -hmm. I was feeling angry because I was like, mm -hmm. who the fuck are, it, it was from that moment I was like, Abby, you are fucking Sorry, dead. I'm, I'm, I'm like, a little name in my yeah. book. I'm like, Abby, yeah. I don't care that you're Laura Bailey, but yeah. fuck off. Yeah. 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 No, and totally. Yeah. It's it's totally them cashing in on all of the amazing mm -hmm. relationships you've had with these characters. I, I I just think, man, there was a little opportunity here in this world to do it also. At the same, and they kind of put yeah. Joel in the background there. I, I but like, I, so okay. I, I both agree with you completely. And, and I agree with Zoe. <laughs> no, 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 basically. I agree with you completely, and I agree with Zoe and saying like, Obviously, they don't they don't need to contextualize that scene. They could have opened the game with yeah, killing totally, Joel and we would have totally. all been very upset. Totally. But I also think mm -hmm. to me that kind of the fact that Joel's dead makes those flashback scenes like so I mean, yeah. they I really like them regardless. Sure. But the fact that he's gone and you don't get to play as him and you don't get to see him and you don't get to like be with you know, it makes those flashback scenes like I kind of just like when I grab them and hold on to them yeah. in a different way than mm -hmm. I think it would have been if he'd still been alive. So I agree with you if they had put the flashback scenes at the beginning of the game and kind of reshuffled things, I think it would have made his death be more impactful. But also I think his death makes the flashbacks more impactful. Yeah, yeah. totally. And I, I think the way they set it up as well is at least for Zoe and I clearly, um, it really puts you in Ellie's seat where it doesn't matter what happened between Ellie and Joel in the past. It's, you see this scene, you witness it, and you are calling for every single one of those fuckers' blood. And so in that way, I think it's a really effective way to kind of kickstart this larger part of the story because you don't give a shit about the nuance. I don't care about anything about Abby's backstory or Owen's backstory. I don't give a shit that Mel's pregnant. I am at this moment, I am exactly where I think they want you to be with Ellie of just like, no, this is, sure. this is soul consuming. I am doing what it takes i'm going to kill every last see one i feel like them. that's really interesting because i did not have necessarily the same reaction i mean look oh, not really? that i wasn't okay. like we're gonna go fucking find these guys but i think <laughs> like maybe a couple hours after that like a couple hours into like or you know like kind of once we got to seattle and we were starting to search for them i was sitting there being like is this is this game really just gonna be like a revenge story for the rest of this like are we, are we just gonna go kill all these people and like it's over and to me <laughs> i was like what a fucking letdown like this is last of us like, where's, and I, look, we've now played more of the game, and I'm like, okay, clearly it's a lot more than that. And that was naive of me to think that it ever might just be, like, a revenge quest sort of thing where you go kill six people and it's over. Um, 
Really, that's a letdown too. Arya's Arya's <laughs> okay. hit list. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but it was I. I was sitting there being like, "Is this the whole?" Because because Last of Us One did have. I think is what you were saying earlier. Like it had such a narrow scope of its story. It was like get this girl from here to here. But it was also such a big story about like it, she's the cure, but it's her, and you know this whole and this whole relationship yeah. happening. And in this one, it was kind of like, is this just like a revenge fest qu- fetch quest where we go kill six people and then we're done? Now, right. again, I should have put my faith yeah. in Last of Us and Naughty Dog because clearly yeah. <laughs> there's a lot more going on here, and they're going to yeah. reach much farther than that. But but it is true that it's a smaller, it's a it's many it's a much bigger scope in terms of the ambitiousness of the mm-hmm. project, but in terms of the importanceness to the universe. Yes. It's less, um, at least so mm-hmm. far. Which um, I think it'll get there. And as the more we play, the more I'm like, Ugh, and I, I mean, think, but okay, I mean, my I universe is like saving the whole world from the disease yeah. versus revenge. Like that, that part's smaller. No, I don't, I don't really, yeah, I don't really have a problem with that. And definitely, this scene yeah, I mean, made me. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Or and I think I think that whole kind of dichotomy between like the first game, you've got this kind of you've got this really morally positive like we can be the cure to humanity Mm -hmm. type thing it's like that in a way kind of buoys you through these really rough and like violent scenes because you're like okay this is going to be worth it it's going to be worth it and I think that's exactly what the writers wanted you to but I do think it was intentional on their part that it's like no this is this starts off as a personal revenge Mm -hmm. quest like there there is no moral high ground we can have from this it's like no this is what your grief has pushed you towards this is what like loving this guy as a father figure has pushed you towards. And so I think it, it was a very intentional kind of, it's going to put a player in a more difficult situation of like, man, okay, yeah, it's like I get wanting to get revenge, but like I've mowed down how many so people, many yeah. people. Now? And yeah. I And I think it, it just mm-hmm. sets that, it, it gets rid of the easy answer of like, oh, I'm curing humanity. So no matter how many bodies I drop, that's going to be worth yeah. it. Yeah, um, definitely. And it also shows you yeah. what violence does. Violence doesn't. People always treat violence as if, if I'm if I'm more violent, then I can end the violence. And it really just doesn't mm-hmm. work that way, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Because then it, it's just ping-ponging back and forth who feels that they're justified to come kill some of your people, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, and I feel like we very much saw that right where we stopped for this week. Sure. Where you and I stopped, Zoe and Claire, what's happening. But where we stopped, I know, I guess I won't talk about it yet because I don't want to spoil the end of the podcast. Well, I, I, I think we're, so So in terms of the story, like we, we've established now the first three hours of the game. We've established mm-hmm. the beginning of this revenge quest. And the preceding moments from what we played up to are essentially just Ellie and Dina, um, Ellie and company out to you know, exact revenge on these people. But like we said, it's become so much more. So I think in terms of story progression, we can maybe become a bit more loose now. That's true, because the next big chunk of the story is just Ellie and Dina riding to Seattle, which you don't even see. Like, that's so not part of the story. Like, we don't even show you that crap. We're just going to put you in Seattle and you're going to start looking for these people. Mm -hmm. Um, Can we talk about the setting? Mm -hmm. Like, how they have programmed this and like, the ferns sure. look real. The, the ferns rain so of the yeah. ferns oh, yeah. look real. Oh my god! Amazing. Just the uh, level of attention to detail. I yeah. I found myself I'm like I wish I was from Seattle just to see my city destroyed, recreated <laughs> with this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. fucked up real no, bad but, and then recreated. But, but recreated with such a level of attention yeah, and whew. well, and I've well, heard oh, like sorry, watching people's reactions to this mm-hmm. actual like natives of seattle who have played this game are like 
holy shit, I recognize this, yeah. but I also don't recognize it. Yeah. Like, I guess the attention that they've added to Seattle is so stark yeah. that they're just like, holy shit, this is the convention center. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. this is exactly it. And this, yeah. and this section is home to, I would say, the first um, gameplay jump scare, and which what I mean by that is it goes open world for a second, mm -hmm. and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I think there are some, like, interesting... Um, not story, but interesting, like mechanical things to talk about in this section because yeah. a couple Absolutely. of uh, well, a couple of things that I think this game does really well happen in this same this section, and a couple of things that I struggle with a little bit about this game also happen in this section. Because sure. um, I think one of the things, yeah, I oh, go ahead, Zoe. No, no, go ahead. I think when they go open world, there's like that. Yeah, you're like, oh shit, because I and I also I remember because we had just we again we just played Last of Us once. We had just recorded that podcast, and we were talking about our hopes and dreams for Last of Us Two. And someone uh -huh. said, like, why does I player. really hope they just don't go open world with it? And I'm like, oh god, oh shit! Yes. When you hit that, <laughs> when, I, like, when I take out that map of things I have to investigate, I'm like, oh, no. oh fuck, here we go yeah, again. Exactly. When they give you that no, it's map, Assassin's Creed, and you're like, oh sake. shit. <laughs> no, but I will say, by the way. They totally do not do the fear component of it. It's 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 it, it, that part was not hard to go through. It was not terrible. Yeah, it, no, it mostly no. ended up it was good. like you know you could just imagine designers sitting in a room being like, "Hey, we're gonna open it up a little bit and we're gonna give a sense of yeah. exploration." And like this yeah. can go right or wrong, but mm -hmm. I actually think in this case they gave a sense of exploration. I think so too. Yes. So yeah. nice. And well, I think <laughs> I I. I I think one of my favorite things about the way they did this is when I think about so look, this is not an open world game, don't get excited. But when I think about open world games, a lot of times what you see is kind of like copy pasted rooms and houses and things like yeah. that because they can't. Yeah. But I think one of the things that I think Last of Us did best in this way, this time, whatever you want to call it, is that the places that you go to do things like loot or just to be around are really interesting and strange and different always. Like you go to pet stores yeah. and we went to a, like a gay pride bookstore and there's a boba shop that you go to boba that has shop, the boba yeah, machines in it. Like the level of attention yeah. to detail in terms yeah. of rendering those environments and putting like love and care into them. So I don't think I've ever felt like, okay, we go, go walk through that house again. Oh, that right. one's boarded up. No, you can't go in there, but the next one's going to yeah. be, you know, they didn't do that. I, mm -hmm. I think the, the kind of the exploration part here. So, it's no, it's no secret that what I loved so much about the first Last of Us w are the quiet moments. It's the moments of exploration where Ellie's giving you like shit jokes out of a pun book. It's where, where you're learning more and you're, it, it, you're just getting a better grasp of these characters. And I think that's what something that this first day in Seattle where you are kind of exploring these different areas did so well because just kind of off the top of my head, you have... Uh, the moment in the synagogue, which sure. I thought was just, it, it wasn't a giant part of the plot, but just gives you a little bit of depth about, like, what does religion look like in a post-apocalyptic world? What does religion to a 19-year-old look like in a post-apocalyptic world? I think the the whole idea that someone could have completely missed the scene in the, the music store mm -hmm. is, like, it's, like, gaming sin number mm -hmm. one. I'm, like, to not take the time and, like, you get this absolutely like beautiful scene with an acoustic version of take on me which i did not think was gonna work <laughs> but okay let's just see so this is like the first four hours of the game they have officially changed two big songs for for life for me so like 
take on me, which especially the second time you play through, you're like, oh, wow, this hurts my soul. And then Future Days by Pearl Jam. I think just right. taking both of those songs and putting a twist on them so much, it's like, I can never hear the song mm-hmm. the same way again. Yeah, I'll have to strum like, on the fucking middle of my controller to do this. Yeah. <laughs> the first yeah, time you like, did that, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I mean, the, the things that people have put together on that little guitar strum pad, it, I'm not one of them. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But people have actually, it's like in the scene in the theater where you can actually practice sure. and shit like that. People have actually like put together songs and I'm like, okay, good for you. You're kind of flexing right now, but whatever. But, um, kind of going back to what I was saying, but I think those exploration, like those quiet moments are just, it's so much of what I like about The Last of Us because I I like action games, but I don't, I'm not like energized or super excited by shooting dogs or anything. But so, so those quiet scenes where you're reminded of the humanity and the relationships between these characters and... It just it, it it gets it gets me. It's like what mm-hmm. I like about these types of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird though coming through the second time, not the second time, but just after what you were saying, Elena, where you're trying to read the script. Every time they humanize anyone, I'm like, so you're dying, right? Like just every yeah. fucking time. Yeah. Oh, the fear. <laughs> well, yeah. But I also like, I, we can oh, talk yeah. about this a little bit because it comes a little bit later in this. But um, Jesse. So basically, you're in Seattle, you're fighting blah blah blah, and you eventually find that Jesse is there too, and he came he came after you guys because he's like, yo, my friends, I'm gonna be here, and um, mm-hmm. I think they and then after that, you kind of had a little interaction with him where he talks about his mom. And I look at McCord, I'm like, this mm-hmm. guy's he's the one. They're, they the can't one. kill Dina because, because they cannot kill Dina so that this guy's dead. Yeah, they can't I, I've been looking yet. at Last of Us 2 a little bit like I do a horror game or a horror movie. Right. Or, but mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, they're going to, you know, some of these characters are going to go. And so I think in some ways, they, I think they, because Last of Us 1 was so good and had these really shocking, hard hitting moments it's harder to do it again in Last of Us 2 because you have people like me who are sitting there being like, I'm not falling for this bullshit anymore. Oh, he yeah, just I talked about his mom. He's out. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. And of course, he is dead. And so, and so we've all we've all played up until Seattle Day 3 with Ellie. And so it's like we know which characters make it through. But every single time I left that theater and like Dina yeah. gives you the brace up, I'm like, well, Dina's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Every scene, it was just like, okay, you're dead now. You're dead now. And I, I am looking forward just having knowing the plot playing it through again so i'm not just filled with like an existential dread yeah. that makes me feel nauseous and that's why i think it's so funny that people are making all this, this shit on the guitar because every time you walk by that guitar in the practice room every time they're like where's everybody where's everybody and they say that yeah. shit and you walk in and you're like, oh you're right here oh it's like it's like yeah. it's like the shit that like your fucking dog does elena you know or like yeah. he doesn't know where people are and he's like oh my god where is it? oh you're right here nice you're in the living room well he's also not that bright but... yeah well fair enough but it's just but they but they fuck with you in that way is what yeah. i'm trying to say they sort of like plant these seeds of like i don't hear anybody I'm like huh and then so it's like hey should i practice and it's like not now is always like yeah. the appropriate yeah. response yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which i think i I, yeah, for me, that whole thought process, and again, I think, I was talking about, McCoy and I went on a walk the other day and we were talking about this. I think for me, it kind of boils down to, because Last of Us 1 was so good and had those really great moments, I lose my immersion more with Last of Us 2 because I'm mm. sitting there trying to figure out, okay, where is this plot going? You gotta stop, What's bro. happening? Okay, mm-hmm. oh, I think, oh, I think they're, oh, I think she's, you know, like, and I, I'm, my brain is going and I'm like, oh, and he just mentioned his mom, he's dead. Okay, where's Tommy? Moving on. Okay. And so I think, I mean, Tommy's probably dead. Fuck, they're all dead. I know, exactly. I'm like, nothing <laughs> is sacred. So, 
and maybe that's also just my personality yeah, coming gotta, out. I'm a stop. deeply anxious person and I overthink things and I hate mm-hmm. horror movies. So I like feel the need to be prepared. But for me so far in Last of Us 2, it's been a, a less immersive experience because I've been spending a lot of time calculating and trying to figure it out and put it together. I think that's just human learning. And it's, yeah. Sorry, Zoe, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, it, it's, it's a common problem that I think a lot of media in general is suffering with in this current day and age, actually. In this era of, I'm going to call them Reddit sleuths. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, in this era of people being able to be online in forums, people are breaking down trailers and everything yeah. frame by frame, you know, making uh, making predictions about what's going to happen. I think a lot, and I know this happened uh, in Game of Thrones, so spoilers if you haven't seen Game of Thrones. Quite but- dangerous. Okay. I'll take my headset off. You'll let me know. Okay, go ahead. Oh, are you actually? Are you actually? He actually. He I, no. I he actually, actually has his headset off. Just go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, as a consequence for Reddit slews, the writers of Game of Thrones really tried to subvert expectations yeah. with what was to be predicted yeah. by being like, "Ha ha! Well, you didn't see this yeah. coming. Even if it you didn't think we'd kill yeah, everybody." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and so it's 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 a um. It's a valid concern going into this, you know, as you're worried about these characters, you also wonder, you know, will these deaths or will these lives make sense mm-hmm. for yeah. the story? And I yeah. think it's too and, kind of the curse I, of the sequel, like, because one was this unknown thing. It was, you didn't, you sure. didn't know it was nothing. And so you couldn't do that calculation. Whereas now I feel like I'm like, oh, well, I kind of know these developers and know what they've done before. So I think it's also like, you know, I think it's, it's both. I completely agree with you. I mean, even just the four of us the last podcast where we didn't dissect that trailer but we definitely talked about it um yeah and so so something else say is like i would say i still was surprised by a lot of like the the plot things in last of us too but i will say that kind of that underlying fear and tension definitely affected the way i played things because normally it's like when i play through last of us one I know when the big moments are happening, so I know when I can uh, kind of go through each house floor by mm-hmm. floor, things like that. I'm noticing the second time I'm playing through that the first time I played, I booked it through some of these areas because I thought there was kind of like a time kind of yeah. limit. It's like, okay, if you don't get through this quick enough, something bad's going to happen. So I missed a ton of shit because there was this constant fear fear for these other characters that I'm like if I if I dilly dally they're mm-hmm. dead so thing. I think so. in particular you're thinking about like when uh the WLF this mm-hmm. new enemy group is talking about this unknown man that they're yeah, hunting so, down you so see Seattle, this fire day yeah. two where where you're going to hunt down what you think is Tommy but ends up being Jesse I flew through that area like no one's business I did not explore any of the houses in depth, which I'm really enjoying doing the second time around because I thought like, if I don't get to that pillar of smoke soon, whoever's there is going to be dead type thing, which isn't exactly the most rational thing from a storytelling standpoint. Cause like in retrospect, I know it's like, you're not going to miss a giant chunk yeah. of the story because you didn't. But it's cool. Enough. It's definitely what they but, want you yeah. to feel like it's what the, it's what yeah. the game wants you to feel. It's like, Hey, yeah, you think that might be Tommy. You better get to the over there right now. 
Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. actually interesting mm-hmm. because I think like it sounds like you broke maybe like the main Gaber pattern or Gaber habit of like clearing every fucking thing all the fucking time. Yeah, I missed so much. Well, and like, right. And like, but you missed so much from a story perspective in terms of not, well, I guess from an atmosphere perspective and that's like too bad. But mm-hmm. from like a looting perspective, they're, tr- I feel like they're trying to set up a world where you can skip a house or two here. They're trying, they're trying yeah. to make it so that you can choose to loot or choose to not based on your yeah. own. And especially, Especially, I, I played this game through on very light difficulty. So it's one of those things where you don't have that added, like, I need to go through every house because I have one bullet to my name and I can't do this. Mm-hmm. They gave me plenty of ammunition type thing. Mm-hmm. So I, there wasn't that same sense of, like, being strapped for resources. Yeah, that's one of the things that McCoy and I have been talking about is that we are, so we played one on hard and we originally booted up two on normal thinking like, well, we'll want to like experience the story and not have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But pretty soon into it, like it just an hour or two, yeah. I feel like we bumped, we bumped Last of Us 2 up to hard because we're like, actually we, McCoy in particular likes the, well, so actually, the, I don't know if it's the combat, but just well, so in, that's where it's worth mentioning that actually this game from a mechanical standpoint has a really well fleshed out and thought out difficulty system mm-hmm. that's essentially unlike any other yeah. game where it lets you tune specifically oh, yeah. what difficulty you want in certain sections. So yeah. do you want uh, to do more damage or I guess less damage as, you, as it gets harder? Do you want to find more stuff? Like, wh- like what's the yeah. problem basically? Mm-hmm. Or, or what's what, the challenge? What's the challenge? Yeah. Exactly. Very, Which is very amazing cool. because like for someone like me, I wish something like Fallout had that setting where I could just be like, I just want there to be way less resources. Like exactly. my dream is to be forced to survive. Yeah. Um, but I don't right. want to do less damage because I suck at games. So I, yeah, I think it's a really cool thing yeah. Last of Us did. Yeah, absolutely. And so we ended up just choosing hard for all because I felt like I, I didn't want to like mess with the tune of it too hard. I wanted to see what they had to, to, to show, but it was interesting that there was a point in time where I was sitting there considering my own per, like perfect balance for it or whatever. And then I was like, no, I can just accept hard for, mm-hmm. for what it is. Um, but that's very, very cool. Um, yeah. But the problem was when we were on normal, I mean, what, what triggered it is we maxed the fuck out on everything. Yeah, but even on, yeah. Yeah, even on hard, I think, and I have no real evidence, but my gut tells me they're giving you more loot in this game. And I think it's probably because the looting is a little bit more open worldy. And so you kind of have these choices of moments of like, do you want to go loot those houses or those businesses? Or do you want to just keep going with the story? And I think they don't want mm-hmm. you to completely fail if you choose, if you miss a couple or you choose not to do a couple. Right. They but want because that, yeah. we're doing all yeah. of them, I feel very yeah. looted up always, which is something I loved about Last of Us 1 where it was like, it was scary all the time because you're like, I have three bullets. And, uh, yeah, until and maybe shift. the end and then it was like starting to finally like yeah. pay dividends for all that. But there was a lot of moments or you'd face an enemy that would really burn you, dry yeah, resources. Yeah, in this case, I feel like there's a lot and I think it's because we, we, we search almost every yeah, we house that everything. we can. Like we, we try, but that's just the hard mentality. Like, and so there's more to search here and it's less linear. Obviously, it's still very linear, but it's wider, right? If instead of a corridor, it's a field mm-hmm. or something or a street. Yeah. And so there's a lot, there's a lot of looting to be had. And we're like pretty, like pretty max on stuff. The other thing is, I don't know if this is different or not, um, but you can hold, I think, less bullets maximum than you could before That's per gun. feels like it to me. Yeah. Yeah, because it used to be like, yep. I think it was like, I don't remember, but I now know, like, I okay, let's say, like, the standard pistol, right? The one that you can eventually put a mm-hmm. bottle silencer on, which we should talk about some oh, gameplay. So cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. pretty cool. 
get the upgrade bro where you can shoot five times i'm telling you it's worth yeah, it yeah the upgrade um, trees are totally different we'll get yeah there. there's a lot of gameplay differences that i think we could talk about obviously right getting this stuff out the story stuff out makes a lot of sense but there's a lot of a lot a lot of gameplay differences and similarities true mm-hmm. and, and ways that they took it further and those fucking rafts that ellie would sim on just oh, sitting around i know and there's all sorts around. of models from last of us yeah. one just sitting around like the toolbox so nice. and you see it and like the dumpsters and like, like I can't do shit. Like yeah. all that shit's just like right there and you just like walk by and like, can I interact with you? And it's like, nope, I'm just here, bro. Just there as and a little like, reminder. Yeah, and exactly. then we cry. Yeah. Yeah, those fucking pallets. That's I'm what like, I mean. oh, thank God he knew how to swim out. Yeah. Thank Jesus God. Christ. Yeah, I know. And that, by the way, ooh, Jill teaching you to swim. Oh. What a great flashback oh. sequence. Dude, because it was like. I, yeah. I, I, I can talk about that flashback sequence for days. So let's either yeah. commit the time to it right <laughs> I now. Know. Or, sure, why not? Because I don't want to, I don't want to skip over. But sure, why not? I, I think. Go ahead, Zoe. I think of all the flashback sequences, that particular, yeah, the, so the dinosaur birthday flashback is probably one of the more poignant Oof. moments in the I, game. Yeah. There's other flashbacks and that are probably more pivotal story-wise in terms of Ellie finding out that Joel has lied to her this whole time mm-hmm. about the fireflies mm-hmm. and being immune, uh, which then led, leads to her... I'm going to whittle it down to teenage angst, but it's so much more than that. But like, um, but that birthday scene is just so special. Mm-hmm. And and we kind of touched on it a little bit before, but it's just because it's this moment of calm that is solely between Ellie and Joel. Yeah. So it kind of feels a little bit like Last of Us 1 yep. while also having that security of Last of Us Part 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still a moment in time when Ellie is young and has this innocence about her. You know, her the biggest joy in her life is the fact that she gets to cannonball off of the top of, I'm on a motherfucking dinosaur. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, you get those really cute moments. Um, and then you also just kind of get to see Joel coming into his own of being a dad again. Yeah. Like, that scene in the in the spacecraft is just so one of those mm-hmm. things. It's just mm-hmm. like gets you like almost choked up. Just like first of all, it shows how far animation has come because the the her facial expression when she's imagining this this um, spacecraft taking off. It's just it's a phenomenal scene just from a technical standpoint. In addition to just kind of the emotional punch, it 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 lands, especially calling back to that scene in the first one where they're at Eastern Colorado State University or whatever it's called. And she says like, yeah, I, I probably would have wanted to be an astronaut and stuff yeah. like that. And just having that continuity yeah. of like, oh, that wasn't just a throwaway line of just like, oh, what she wanted to be. It's like, no, like, and you look in her room, she's got books about space and shit like mm-hmm. that. I'm like, no, this is a, this is a real, um, this is a, a real like character. Yeah, wait, I wait, think, sorry, just a oh, quick question. Didn't, isn't there, fuck. I, I want to say there's a later, like, a or even, no, sorry, earlier, like, a scene between Ellie and Dina where, like, they're fucking around with each other and they're talking about, like, shit. And at one point she references an astronaut and Dina's like, mm-hmm. nah, man, that's some stupid shit. Yeah. And it's just, like, in the context <laughs> of how Joel reacts to that by, like, remembering that, harboring that away and then finding this beautiful thing for her birthday. It's just like, oh, God. I yeah. love My fucking it. soul, yeah. dude. And I also think this scene, this entire this entire kind of flashback scene is such a masterclass in like the tonal shift. So you, this is like the earliest flashback you have since like he taught her how to play the guitar at the very beginning of the game. And you get a lot of this kind of classic back and forth, Joel Ellie kind of material where you're like, Oh, they're 
they're just this great team. They can have fun with each other, things like that. You're going through the, the dinosaur section of this exhibit and you're joking and it's great. And just the distinct tonal shift when you're suddenly Ellie alone in this next part of the museum. Joel can't follow, he's trying to find a different way around. And the distinct tonal shift between the really light and really like warm hearted kind of dinosaur part of this museum. And suddenly you're Ellie, you're all alone. It's kind of scary. You're, mm -hmm. you've, you're able to pick up supplies for like medical kits and shit like that. You don't know what's going on. There's these cryptic messages on the wall just that feeling of dread, but also just like, oh my God, I wish Joel was here. Mm -hmm. And I think that puts you kind of right where you need to be as this 15 year old protagonist where you're really self-sufficient, but at the same time, it's like, this is scary shit. Yeah. And I think it does a really good job when you when you find the the dead firefly at the end and you read his note about all of the kind of the doubts he's had with the fireflies and stuff like that. It really just brings us back to like, yeah, there was that, big kind of thing stuck in like Ellie's craw at the end of this last one. It's like this, this thing that just is hanging over them. This, were the fireflies lying? Was this all for nothing? Was it, and just having that juxtaposition between this really positive, great moment with Jewel to just leaving you on that kind of precipice of like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. This is still really on Ellie's mind. I just thought it was so good. Yeah. And I, I will also say, adding to what you said about, like, I wish Joel was here. There's also a scene uh, when you're looking for guitar strings and you go into the whatever, like, hotel, I mm -hmm. think it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if this is, like, has to happen, but. I think it does. Uh, maybe. That's so I was, like, grappled by one of the big monsters and he, so like, the, protects the bloater, you. Right? Maybe. Yeah. And, but, yeah. like, but also he just does great in that combat sequence outside mm -hmm. of maybe jumping on one or two things right in front of me that I would prefer that he didn't. But other than that, okay, like, we're still a video <laughs> game here, people. Um, but, like, but but he also protects you, I think, in that. Maybe in a scripted way, maybe not. Yeah. But it felt so natural, at least the way it played out in our playthrough, that it was just like, fuck, this guy truly is an angel and a protector. In a yeah. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Companion of the year. Companion of the year. Yeah, I, are you so you're saying you don't know if it's scripted? Because I know for like me, and I think from what I heard from Claire, like in that bloater scene, you kind of run out of ammo and then all you can do is just dodge. Yeah. And you can't really least, fight yeah. anymore and Joel's the one to take him down. Is that kind of what you're referring no. to? No. So my theory of what happened at ours is that we got the bloater too low and essentially, because it, it was a little bit abrupt, I thought, and it because yeah. essentially we were like doing great. We were totally fine. We had a ton of ammo. I, we had a ton of ammo and I feel like we got, I honestly think that like it was like, oh shit, I think maybe we killed the bloater. So it like threw us into that cut scene where the bloater has you and Joel kills it. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That was okay. So oh, yeah, okay. for both me and Zoe, we had run out of ammo, and I was essentially just dodging the entire mm. time. Yeah. So that's my mm. theory yeah. too on why it's scripted. Because I was like, I that's what that was my sense from like it just gonna be like game. I was like, I think yeah. maybe we kind of fucked that up, and we weren't supposed to do that. And it's now it's gonna show us what they wanted us. It's so funny that that was like janky to you, but for me maybe because I was focusing on like shooting or whatever the fuck, it it yeah. totally landed for me. And then it proceeded to be what you were talking about, which is the horrific scene of claustrophobia where you look through the you like sneak through the fucking walls of that oh, fucking house no. <laughs> uh, i'm telling you every time we go on one of those i'm like i just mm -mm, but not like it but, this is but bad. it's true yeah. it's true not to go too far away from the flashback i guess it's another flashback scene it's like it we out here it's just yeah, yeah those are really good man well and i you found know? myself throughout this whole section that i think that's the first three days in seattle essentially like playing last of us for the flashback scenes like those yeah. so far have yeah. been my favorite parts of the so, game yeah. kind of like 
by kind of a a big a large jump like those those flashback scenes are what i'm look what i'm looking for as we play yeah. Um, I really like them and I think like yeah. the emotional tone yeah. that they hit and you get to be with Joel again, which just like feels so good. Um, and just I just the story beats that they have, I think to me are what mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying so far in this section, whereas I found to be the fight through Seattle to be not my favorite Last of Us moments. It was more like the yeah. I want to say like the beginning of Last of Us one where it's like combat heavy and yeah. um, stealth heavy and you know, it's just, it's more like combat, 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 you know, and, and it reminds me of like the slog through Bill's yeah. area. Yeah. McQueen yeah. yeah. brought up the same thing yesterday yeah. as we were walking and talking about this that we didn't, because I think I'm glad we played Last of Us 1 because I didn't remember that Bill's town had been so long. Um, yeah, well, yeah. that's that's when you didn't realize what a Last of Us game was because you couldn't because there wasn't one. There and wasn't so you one. were just playing a video game, you know? But I think that my... And again, like issue is kind of a bad word because yeah. I just want to say, I think this is a fantastic game. I think they're doing a really good job. I don't have like really strong complaints. But mm-hmm. with that said, I, for me, the first three days of Seattle have felt a little bit more game-like than I ever felt in Last of Us 1 in terms of I feel like there's a kind of a script to it where you you loot, you fight, and then you get a story beat, and then you go back to the main place with Dina and you get like a bigger story beat. Mm-hmm. And then you loot, yeah. you fight... I- yeah. Like, you know, big event, go back to Dina. And just to put on one more idea on top of that so you guys can really flesh out. And the other thing is, because we're on hard, looting takes, like, a long time. Mm-hmm. There, There's a but lot there's, of looting that I'm yeah. doing in order to, to, to be well-equipped, which, like, I guess... I think from a flow perspective might break it up a little bit for you. I'm, I'm do I am wondering. That's what I think is I think I guess to me the flow feels differently and I'm curious Zoe and Claire if you guys had a similar experience if you've noticed that but to me the flow of Last of Us 1 was like you were looting and fighting in story all at the same time always. Like you were never not I, looting. Yeah. And there were always enemies I and think it was I always would scary. Ag- but this one feels a little bit different. With the, yeah I think I agree with the general feel of a lot of times like when Ellie would kind of start her next day in Seattle, I'm like, oh, fuck. But I think, I don't think it's that much different than the first one. I think the things that are really memorable for me for the first one are the story mm-hmm. beats. But if they had overloaded the first one with all of those story beats, they wouldn't be as impactful. So I think it's like there were giant portions in Last of Us Part 1 where you're slogging through Bill's Town. You're like the whole, a lot of the combat sequence in Pittsburgh are, That's true. That I one's think, too. when we look at them, yeah, from like a, a first playthrough perspective, you're like, oh my God, this is interminable. It's like, this is going on forever. But it's those story bits that give you the payoff there. And I, I do think that kind of spreading them out, it makes them more impactful than if the entire story was, or the entire game mm-hmm. was really story heavy. And I think, yeah. And I feel go like- sorry, Go ahead, Zoe. I'm finding a little a little bit. They do get a little sloggy at times, but I'm actually finding the combat sequences in this game to be more enjoyable yes. than yeah. in Last of Us Part 1 just because of the variety. I myself and we we talked about it like we hinted at it a little bit, but I go full stealth. I am silencer on my pistol upgraded for 5 hits mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. it breaks, keeping materials on hand solely for silencers. Mm-hmm going up, sniping people. I've got that pile of dead bodies. We have also run that a couple of times. It's a good strat. But actually, I think this is also an important part in the combat to mention another part that makes this maybe feel a little bit longer is the the enemy AI 
is a little bit smarter yeah. in yeah. this yeah, game. Yeah. yeah, the callouts, the callouts are so good. Are good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> too, just from like a purely <laughs> game, po- like game. I, I think this game yeah. has kind of. I've never heard it before. So to me, it has changed the game a little bit on enemy um, voice lines mm-hmm. because they will actually mm-hmm. say things like "behind the piano," and you're like, "Shit, I am behind the what? piano." I'm behind a piano. Yeah. Instead of just being yeah. like over there yeah. or like behind, you know. And we they found actually, her. Exactly. They'll say like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, they got whatever. They got Julie. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit. Yeah, we so that's the other thing I was going to mention is they, they say people's names just, like a motherfucker. Yeah. They, yeah, they do. Which I think they, they almost overdo it. We're like, okay, we get it. You have a lot yeah. of names recorded. We get bit. it. Yeah. But there's a lot of Skylers but, out there. But, but, but the, but the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the AI pattern is mm-hmm. much, um, there's many more phases to it, it feels like, yes. it, where it's like mm-hmm. you're in full stealth. And then, by the way, I think they're like way more clear when you're going to get detected and like you can prone now and there's grass. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you're doing that sort of stuff. But then you yeah. kill someone, right? And then all of a sudden, like they find that, they get alert, they shout at each other, they start like like scouting yeah. stuff. They kind of. They kind of searches and they have totally different patterns when they're searching for but, when they're just like on watch. But they won't just say, yeah. like, hey man, let's split up and find. They're like, you clear that store. Like, yeah. I'll clear this. Yeah. And so you kind of know. And so that's like yeah. intel you can use. And then there's. Yeah, there's. It's, it's, it's a lot more of that. Um, they do allow you to move the person a little bit this time around before mm-hmm. you can kill them, which is something you like would constantly be holding down on the left thumbstick yeah. to yeah. hopefully pull them yeah. behind the fucking it's wall. It's still not but you can, full yeah. solid snake where you so, can just so you like can, you just airbag them out of there, like you zip them up. Well, body that's hilarious. <laughs> no, that's, fly away. But actually, I do think if you're going to enter into that territory, I do think you should consider what these other stealth games are doing, where you can move dead mm-hmm. bodies. And I actually think that would have been really cool in this game to hide dead bodies so they don't see that they're alerted at all and and maybe then they could have had like well check in with them and i think they might even check in yeah and have so like there's there's different ways that that can that can falter but it's 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 i feel so sorely missing that video game ass video game shit where you stub someone's body in a fucking dumpster for some reason and it looks just like so video game and you're like what the fuck but it's like it's to try to you're like, Ellie's like 130 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she's lifting a yeah. grown man into but a dumpster. But at least pull him into the fucking tall grass, would you? Like- can we also, yeah. Yeah. while we're on the subject of combat, can we talk about the death sounds in this game? Because oh. they have Ooh. turned the violence and the death sounds up to like a 14 in this. It's yeah. above an yeah. 11. You like, I was describing it to my parents weirdly because my dad yeah. was like, how's that new game that came out? As I was Skyping them in our weekly call and as I was like, well, you know, it's great and blah, blah, blah. And then I was telling them about essentially the death animation is you stab someone in the neck. Then you like, yeah. they start choking out and you can hear them like and bleeding. The blood and then, as well, yeah. and then yeah. you like rip your knife forward, essentially ripping their throat out. Yeah. And then they fall onto the yeah. floor gurgling for like two yeah. minutes. Yeah. And, and this is some yeah. real video game ass video game shit. Cause like, this is what the last of us did back in the day was be one of the most brutal and intense and yeah. violent video games out there. And they've turned that up and I get why they would turn that up, but I, I, I actually don't, uh, I, we're it's at a line a here. It's I think it might choice. be over the line, but like, we're at least at a line. Like if, if last of us five is them, <laughs> is you just like fucking, I don't even know. I don't even want to say it on air, but like just some horrible heinous shit. Like how do they turn this knob anymore? Is what I'm trying to say. I, I don't think yeah, they can. I guess what, I, Go for it. The, the thing I saw about that, I think it was really easy in the first one. Again, 
The first one is probably one of my, it is my favorite game of all time. But the first one, it's really easy to get into that kind of classic video game mode. I am mowing people down in Pittsburgh. I don't give a shit if they had a family. Mm -hmm. I don't care if they're in pain. I don't care if I killed their dog. We are moving our way through. And I think just like these tiny things, like you you kill someone, you're like, well, oh God, that was kind of yeah. horrible. It's like, I think that's what you're supposed to be feeling. It's like, so you have this, it's like you've known Ellie since she was 14. You've got this more kind of like, kind of protective look over her than you would with Joel because Joel's done shit type thing. It's like, okay, this man's done some shit. We know that. But knowing like Ellie doesn't have like a long track record of killing people type thing. I think it really does kind of work to, I'm not a fan of gratuitous violence. I'm not here for violence for violence's sake, but it is something where just reminding kind of the player, like what you're doing as you're working through Seattle, I think that is actually helpful because you're not only thinking, oh God, this is horrible as like me as a player, but you're like, okay, this will have an impact on her as a character. Yeah, except that it really honestly, truthfully doesn't. And listen, it may later, but it does during key points where she like, tortures someone or does something extra. When she kills that pregnant And maybe lady, there's man. like a, there's a, maybe there's that a come. up. <laughs> no, and maybe there's like a come to Jesus moment with all of this. Yeah. But so far you don't get the, what Ellie used to do, which was like, Jesus Christ, Joel, for the headshots and stuff. Yeah, like she's yeah. just sitting here just like casually murdering people. And you're like, yeah, wow. But it, and so, so, it so also, I, I get they're setting something up with that. I totally get that. Yeah. But what I'm just saying is like, wow. Because it, it's affecting you, the player. But she's just sitting there, a killing machine. And fuck it, so, so is everyone. Everyone's just a killing machine. You're like, damn, okay, we out here to kill. Okay, there yeah. I go killing again. Now keep in mind, she still has reactions after mm -hmm. she kills people. However, her reactions are saying... Dick. Yeah. yeah. I know. Okay, my favorite one is when she's sneaking into the hospital and there's yeah. that girl playing the video yeah. game and she pulls a knife on you and you end up killing her and she's just like, that was really dumb. I'm like, that's exactly what I was feeling yeah. at that moment. I'm just like, you could have gotten away from the situation. You yeah. pulled a knife on me and I killed you. And she's just like, that was really stupid. Yeah. Like, it it yeah. definitely yeah. reminds me of, and I get, I'm so glad we played Last of Us right before us. I would have never made these connections, but it reminds me of the whole um cannibal sequence of one where because yeah. then what and i was complaining about it then i was like dude they're killing all these people and joel is doing crazy stuff just to get to ellie because it comes i think it's a it's a, mm -hmm. it's a character beat at that point of like joel will do anything for ellie and i think we've kind of seen that now reversed where at this point like ellie will do anything to avenge joel in her yeah. mind and she yeah. is agreed yeah. ruthless and we see yeah. her we do we see her torture yeah. someone and sure. beat someone to death with a pipe who is already dying in yeah. a brutal way that upsets her but she kind of goes this like to this joel place and i Definitely. think you see that come out in her character which i think is an interesting character choice and i'm yeah. i'm for it well so that's like kind of the dynamic mm -hmm. of this section it feels like mm -hmm. is it feels like ellie takes the place of joel and then dina takes the place of ellie in a sense um, she's much more innocent. Yeah. They do have scenes where she's doing badass, crazy shit. But for the most part, she's talking about what life's going to be like after. She's talking about yeah. essentially the same, not quite comic books, but the same concept. I will yeah. say, yeah, quick side note. I really, really appreciated how capable they made Dina as a partner. Because, like, clearly she has worked her way through the world, too, with her sister. You get a little mm -hmm. bit of backstory that, like, she killed her first person at, like, 10 type mm -hmm. thing. They could have really made it kind of this, like, damsel in distress type thing. It's like, I really appreciated that they really made her kind of, like, this equal in, in yeah. capability. Well, not equal in the motivation behind right. her because she clearly has qualms before Ellie does. Right. But as far as being, like, 
good at what she does. Yeah. They definitely did not make her a weak link, which I appreciate. Plus, it's also nice when a clicker's attacking you and Dina can go oh, up yeah. behind yeah. him and stab yeah. him. I do remember yeah, she came in early part being like, oh, look, she's helped. Like, I remember hearing McCoy being like, she's actually killing people. Because yeah. it's so rare in a video yeah. game that you see a companion actually, like, we just played Mass yeah. Effect. Like, at Ill. what point in Mass Effect <laughs> did anyone other than you ever kill something? Like, usually video games kind of, like, want to let you do that because they think yeah. it's, like, the fun part. Yeah. But you would be fighting with Dina and Dina would actually kill things. And you're like, damn, yeah. nice. Yeah, plus yeah. just, like, all I those... I think they could have really written her off as just kind of, like, the romantic character, like, romantic lead. But I think they did pretty pretty good justice as she's a, she's a veritable badass well, in her Okay, so right. she is. She... Uh, look, yes, she is. And then... She throws up once, and I immediately my brain is like, "They said pregnant once in this game already. Here we go." The door's <laughs> open for pregnancy. It's happening. Holy fuck! So, I was not thinking about that. And so like they make Tina okay. pregnant, and she's essentially like bedridden for a lot of the rest of this section. Yeah, yeah. But, but, so, but I would say, I'm like, she would have been too powerful with me. They had to take her out somehow, and as long as it wasn't death, you, <laughs> you know, I will accept that. pregnancy. I'll accept everything no, but, else. Oh I'll accept a stub toe. I know. Yeah. Oh, I lost a finger, sort <laughs> I just of a can't little. Go on. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's it's um but i, I would say admit, oh okay i find oh. that story beat odd so far yeah i find both the pregnancy mentions to be like why 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 did we need that and i get it's a part of the human experience and like blah blah, blah. and zoe and claire are both being very quiet right now so maybe there's stuff later on you, but you're also talking too i was also talking so thank <laughs> you for not interrupting me it just it felt quiet <laughs> I just, I just wanted to leave space for that. But I just, for me, both of those, and again, like, I, I, I couldn't do what the writers of Last of Us have done. I'm not, I am not bad mouthing them. Please don't at me. But I, I just, those, those are the one things about this that I'm kind of like, ah, did we have, did we need, did we need that one? I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. So I would, I would even say before that, right, that um, she doesn't share your motivations and I, I found that to be so sad. Dina doesn't? No one does. Like, everyone's like, I'm here because I'm your friend. And you're like, cool. But if you're going to fucking abandon me in the moment when I need you, like, you're not a friend. Like, you're weighing they me down. They're not abandoning you. They're not actually, well, they was, they actually do. I mean, you kind of abandon them. Yeah. It's like, no, it's like Jesse is like shot in the leg. And instead of just like waiting a fucking night, Ellie's like, I got to go to the fucking hospital. Well, right yeah. Now. I'm like, girl, really? Did you need well, so, to? Yeah, like, so it's, it's, the, it's the mission. It's the red, white, hot, fucking eyes blazed <laughs> fucking. That's, this is all the wrong term, especially after that marijuana scene. But I just mean like. <laughs> You know, that red hot anchor <laughs> fucking It's moment. the revenge brain. Yeah, so that's the mission. And it's like, if you're going to come with me, you got to get the mission done. And then it's like, okay, so you don't care about the mission, you care about me. That's really nice. But then, like, they, I feel like all the other characters in the story just start to pull back from the mission. Well, but and I'm just like, mission, damn. But also, the mission I mean, starts we, to get we crazy. We did just. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, we did just talk about how we were viciously murdering people. And yeah. I would feel like for Jesse and Dina to be like, yeah, I'm still okay with it. I'm starting to have questions about their characterization. Yeah. So I think I can, it seems really realistic. This is me coming from an experience where I have never fought. Oh, you never killed anybody? You never beat someone to death with a pipe but before? <laughs> interesting. I have not. I, I, under a rock. Confirm, I have not. Um, but it is one of those things where it's like I can see, first of all, quick side note, I really appreciated Ellie and Jesse's relationship during this game. I think they could have really easily made it antagonistic because Jesse's the father of Dina's baby. But that's not, it's just, it wouldn't be true to the atmosphere. Like, 
I, I really appreciated Ellie and, and Jesse's friendship throughout this thing. But I do think for Ellie or for Jesse and Dina in particular, they're doing this to support Ellie and Joel was an important part of their life and they know it's an important part of Ellie's life, but they didn't sign up to kill scores upon scores and upon scores of people for one well, but person. didn't they? So I like, I'm kind think, of confused. Wasn't I don't that the know whole? That they knew. Okay, I think I think it's a little bit too of like we as players kind of knew what we were signing up for because we saw Joel and Ellie in the last game and we saw what they did and yeah. we saw what they did for each other. I kind of wonder if, but like Dina and Jesse realized what was going to happen. Yeah, and I don't really I, know. I do think, and this is something I I do wish they would have delved into a little more as especially at the end of each of Ellie's days and she's going back to this theater, you're seeing, you're starting to see that wear on her. You're seeing kind of, especially after she kills Nora, she's shaking, there's blood on her that's not hers. It's like, I think that's not just like, oh, we want to have your back, so we'll go with you. But it's like, they, I don't think, it's scary to see what a mission like that would do to your friend. And I think it would be... um uh, probably disloyal to their characterizations. So like Dina and Jesse's for them not to realize that and for them to be like, no, we, we need to go back. Like if not for Dina's sake, for your sake, because we're seeing what this is doing to you. Yeah. To me, the, the, we need to go back feels like it comes more out of Dina being pregnant and being really sick than it does of like, Hey Ellie, like, whoa girl, like oh, you need to slow oh, down. Sure. For so, sure. Like, and I, I understand oh, I, I, that. I do and the think whole that's time, part of like, it. The yeah. second that they were like, Dina's pregnant. I was like, okay, where's Tommy? Tommy's going to take her back. We'll finish this shit on our own. Like I, you kind of like, you see, you see something coming, um, which we don't know what's going to happen with that yet. Cause we're in a bad spot when we ended this section. Let's find out next time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I think, I think that, I think that this story and that the game is in a really strange place at this point because it's stuck between mm-hmm. like the Ellie and Joel, like we will kill anybody for each other and we'll be ruthless and we'll be not nice and there will be gurgling death noises and we'll beat someone to death with a pipe. <laughs> like that really hardcore like revenge yeah. story and this like idyllic jackson we have girlfriends we have friends we have a life kind of place and i feel like they're trying to play ellie is that she's in between these two things um and i think they're trying to play the game as that too um and you're seeing more and more of the story open up with the flashbacks as it gets more complicated but i think like right i think that's part of why it feels a little bit weird to us in places Mm -hmm. is because we're like wow these two things don't really like mesh together super well, which is maybe kind of the point right. of like it's idyllic Jackson life versus like Last of Us One, where stuff was rough and Joel killed those guys with a knife twisted. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, and I would I would even yeah. go further to say that there's um there's like in in the idyllic life, what there lacks in a sense is a purpose, like a mission. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to break it down in a video game way, like a mission. But seriously. And, like, I think that's why Ellie jumps on this so fast and so hard is because she had had so much purpose in her life before. I'm not sure if they'll play with this theory. This is very subtle and mostly my own interpretation I'm putting on top of it. But I just mean, like, I think there's something to be said for that as missing in that idyllic life. I think it's missing in our... I, I, I absolutely agree with you. And 
kind of coupling that idea with one of the flashbacks we see where, oh, actually. <laughs> silence. <laughs> that was a really, really good catch. Got it. Got it. I was, it was, it's, it's a flashback that you haven't gotten to yet. So it was one of those things where it, like, it, it lines up very with what nice. we talked about. And I'm like, you know, this is a, what a great, no, yeah. silence. The, the, the funny thing was, what you didn't see is my eyes go wide <laughs> as I'm looking at Claire's shape in my head. Like, no, oh, no. oh, yeah. So, actually, I think it's intentional. Yeah, That's course. what we'll say. Yeah. Leave it there. Um, but can we also talk about one of my favorite scenes of this, of this first part? And a lot of what I liked, like, my favorite scenes with Ellie in the first one is when you get, like, feral Ellie. And so you get that with David when she's, like, Tell him that Ellie's a little girl who broke your fucking yeah. finger type yeah. thing. So that that is yeah. a, that's a highlight of that one for me. When she's got Nora at gunpoint, you've got a broken out floor behind you in the hospital. You've got like multiple floors mm-hmm. down. You're getting your guns are being pointed at you. And for Ellie just to be like, well, I'm not going to let you go. So I guess we're going through the fucking floor. I mean, that is the kind of shit. Well, yeah, and Nora's sitting there being like, like no, yeah. like, like, and like, and like, because the whole time she's been kind of taunting you and yelling at you and running away from you. But in that moment, you yeah. see, and you don't know yet what's down there, but you see, like, I was struck yeah. by Nora being like, no, like, please, like, like, and it was very genuine. And I'm not a good actress, so I can't do it. But she's like, yeah. like, she's clearly scared. Mm-hmm. And Ellie's like, fuck it, let's go. Mm-hmm. I guess we're, <laughs> I think we're jumping. And they down jump off, and there. it turns off it's just I, filled yeah. with spores. And so then you get the badass scene yeah. of Ellie being totally fine, oh and Nora God. starting to cough, and you chase her down and torture her. And it's a bummer. And again, it's like we talked <laughs> about, like, kind of before, just like setting up that, like, the emotional feeling of as soon as Abby kills Joel, you, you've got that bloodlust. I have never ran through a scene so fucking fast as when I was running after Nora. Mm-hmm. I'm so, I'm not looking at anything to pick yeah. up. I am sprinting after mm-hmm. this woman with everything that I've got. So just being able to recreate that urgency, not just on the screen, but with how players are playing it, I think that's pretty mm-hmm. impressive. And then you get a super intense scene. Yeah, you get some real payoff end. for it, for sure. Oh yeah. man. There there's some gorgeous lighting choices mm-hmm. in this game, particularly in that hospital scene as well, where the whole room is just basking. Yeah, the red. red. Mm-hmm. And they even use um, that at the, uh, and, the the brightness changing setting mm-hmm. at the very beginning. They're like, yeah. they're like, hey, just to clarify, yeah. can you see in this? Because it's gonna Make be sure awesome later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get ready. Oh, you're so right. Yeah, it's it's a really great lighting change because it just it symbolizes you you can feel the anger in Ellie mm-hmm. as she's trying to get this information out of Nora, but also just cast these beautiful shadows across the screen where you're just and like, oh fuck yeah, kind let's of that go. Unintentional <laughs> parallel because when Joel tells Abby at the beginning, it's like just say your fucking speech and get it over with, and she's like, oh this isn't going to be quick type thing, and you have the parallel. Of Ellie being as like, oh, I can make this slow or mm-hmm. like I can make this fast or I can make it really, really slow. And you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> this is a parallel. Yeah. They're clearly yeah. drawing a lot of parallels with that. Yeah, a ton. And I have no doubt that this next section is going to be Parallel City. Not to mention that it even starts like back in time. Like yeah. it might even literally be parallel in terms of timelines. Um Yes, there's definitely a lot of that. Yes. There's a, but I think that is probably ultimately the maybe the main. I don't know if it's a main theme, but it's one of the main themes I'll take away, which is what I said before: is that violence doesn't end violence. 
Yeah, so it I just I violence. just slapped you your leg I'm, because I wanted to. I was gonna bring this up. That I'm like, I am think, I spoiling something? Like, no, 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 no. You're not, you're not spoiling something. <laughs> I was like, yes, I want to talk about this. Um, I think that the so where this ends is that you have just killed a couple more members. You as Ellie have just killed a couple more members of this squad who killed killed Joel. You, you kill. Owen, Owen and, and Mel. Mel. Mel is the one who's pregnant, which you don't realize as you kill her. Oof. But then, like, at the end, you you do realize Oof. it. And it's a, you know, it's not great. doesn't look great. We don't feel good about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, And, but, so, and also, and then, but then Jesse and Tommy, who you, who Jesse found, come and, like, grab you. You're like, okay, we're going back. So you go back to where Dina is and that's that. Um, But then you wake up the next morning and you walk to the theater and it gives you the option to practice on the guitar. And you're like, no. That doesn't feel good and you walk out <laughs> and uh tommy and jesse are talking about how you're gonna get back and it's all very normal and blah 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 and then you hear a noise and people run out and you run out and jesse who you knew was gonna die because he talked about his mom and you just know he's not long for this world after that <laughs> um and he's likable and the game and, the game yeah. took care to give you a couple of one-on-one scenes with him like you feel attached to him so he's dead so, anyways, he gets shot through the head, and you look up, and you see Abby, who is ripped as fuck, yeah. holding a gun to Tommy, and you're like, fuck. Um, and that yeah. – and then essentially they're yelling at each other. And what I was going to say is that she, what Abby is yelling is that, like, you killed my friends. Like, yeah. we left yeah. you alive, and mm-hmm. you wasted it, and you killed my friends. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, like, a perfect yeah. example, McCoy, of what you've been pointing out as a theme of, like, the violence just kind of continues this cycle. Like, they came and killed Joel, and then you came and killed her friends. Well, but and first, sorry, just, but first even Joel, right, Yeah, kills Joel kills Marlene. them. It just, like, yeah. keeps going back and forth and back and forth. Um, and I think that's what they're going to try to do, is they're going to try to recontextualize different scenes from the different sides of the violence. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, they've already done that a little yeah. bit with, with actually even the killing of Joel. They recontextualize that um, being like, oh, you didn't see this, but she's having weird... We not quite weird second thoughts, but certainly not in the fuel like the fuel of rage. Abby's like she kind of drops the rage mm-hmm. for a second once like the the task is done. Mm-hmm. She enters a new perspective yeah. once the task is yeah. done, which you didn't see because you're you're too busy nearly getting shot by like a couple of people who are just trying to like close the loose ends. And boy, were yeah. those random. I think so far unnamed, maybe named people right um unfortunately uh good for the game that they didn't get away with it but boy were they right because you were loose ends um (laughs) and uh yeah go ahead and i think i think that's the i i hinted at this earlier but another part where i think they could have hit emotionally a little bit harder between the concept art and the interviews i've seen it's like ellie killing mel is a huge turning Mm -hmm. point that is what causes her from being hell bent, I need to find Abby to being willing to be like, okay, we we're gonna go home. We're gonna get Dina home. It's like that is a a giant, a supposedly a giant scene. And some of the concept art from this is it's just like stunning of just the emotional effect it has on Ellie. I feel like we missed that. Yeah, I think that was one of those black screens where I was like, I, it's just it, they don't they don't quite hit the same way. And again, I can't put my finger on it yet, and I'll think about. It. I don't know if it's the timing, or if there are too many of them, or if I'm just ready for them. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, that's that's certainly one. Just kind of the discrepancy between just the feeling that the concept art can can give you, and maybe I'll shoot some pictures over so you can see what I'm referring to. Um, but just 
knowing what they were trying to get and knowing what I felt, which like you could tell Allie felt really mm-hmm. bad about it, but you, I, I wasn't convinced from what I saw on the screen that it would be enough for her to give up her search for Abby. So I think they really, again, it's like the, the, the drawback of this is if you, if you tread into melodrama, but I think they could have hit that a little bit I agree. Bit and harder. I also think, um, I'm thinking about, again, it, I mean, maybe it's unfair to Last of Us too that we just played one, but thinking about the first time, even I mean, the first 10 minutes of Last of Us 1 where they kill a kid, where they kill Joel's daughter, straight up. Mm-hmm. Like for me, to just thinking about video games, like you do not, you don't expect that to be able to happen. You're like, well, they're not going to kill that kid. I mean, come on. Um, right. I think it's kind of the same thing here where, and in fact, I joked to McCoy, it was probably not a tasteful joke, but when we found out Dina was nice. pregnant, I was like, well, she's safe now because they, or I think I said, well, she might not be safe still because they killed a kid once. Like, I mean, who's yeah. going to say they're not going to kill a pregnant lady? But like, when in video games have you ever seen someone kill a, an obviously yeah. pregnant woman? It's like such a a, a no no. Yeah. And I I, like, yeah. I I hear that Last of Us crosses these lines, and I respect them for it. But I think that to not just the gravity of that moment for Ellie and for what it means, right? There's like the parallels to Dina, and there's so much going on there. But also mm-hmm. just like the gravity for that as a piece of like video game of like yeah, we did yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. You thought she as was the safe. Protagonist, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, they yeah. added pregnancy to this game, and then they killed then pregnant they people. Killed. Yeah. Yeah. But that was. Can we beat that out later? Um, sure. The point is, like, I I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking like, of missing our emotional moments. <laughs> but but the the kind of think the gravity of that moment, I think, to me as a player, felt bigger than it hit in the game. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so I would 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, you know, I, I can see it in a way that Ellie's definitely more emotionally reserved than the typical person. She does have a clear emotional response to figuring that out. But I think, I don't know. It's just like I just needed a little bit more. I needed a little, it's a little bit more. But um, we can go into yeah. that later in the story. Yeah. But then... Because as we thought that that was going to be the black screen to end all black screens, but as we texted Zoe, we found out it was not the black screen at the end of the section. And then, in fact, we kept playing a little bit, and you get thrown into being Abby when she is younger, mm-hmm. a young Abby. Mm. And she's not as ripped yet. She's running still around looking. Strong, f- she's still pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's running around looking for her dad. And during that scene, like, I think you're essentially, at least for me, my suspicions were confirmed and that you figure out pretty quickly that her dad is a firefly. And in fact, her dad is a firefly and they are in Salt Lake City, Utah, right across from the hospital um, that Ellie's on her way to. And you figure out that um, Anna, who's, what's her fucking name? Is her name Anna? Abby. Thank you. I just had a hard time. Yeah, I just wait, had wait, a little yeah, breakdown yeah. with that. Because <laughs> you just said it. That's what confused me. That's I know. why I was, I was like, like I was like, no, I lost it. Help me. Um, but the Abby's dad is the doctor. Yeah, the doctor. That you know Joel kills because we all remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you you get to put those pieces of the puzzle together. Yeah, you finally get to figure out why. Because mm-hmm. you've done a lot of like, okay, we're out here. But then there's been, and then I think even the uh, the entirety of the WLF or the Wolves, right, is basically, 
It's mm-hmm. not a red herring, but it's just to make sure that they don't tell you what's actually going yeah, on. Yeah, it is yet. a red herring. Uh, I mean, it's like, yeah, maybe. Like, well, I don't know if it's doing? quite that far. Because you, you kind of think, well, they might be the fireflies, but, like, but yeah, but they're in the Seattle and they're called the wolves. I mean, like, well, it can't be the same thing. Yeah, and then what's up with these guys that whistle every time they attack me and shoot bows and shit? These guys oh. are nuts, Oh, my bro. God. The first time you get shot with that arrow, <laughs> yeah. I, when I, I shrieked. Yeah. I absolutely, because I was like, I'm doing, re- again, I'm not great at stealth. So when Zoe says, like, she went through these scenes, like, full stealth mode, I was careening off cover. I was mid-air hitting with axes. Awesome, by the way. The gameplay is very fun. But here I am feeling real good about myself, being in stealth. I'm like, these Seraphites aren't going to see me. I poke up for maybe... 0.17 0.17 of a second and i get drilled by yeah. that arrow the sound yeah. that came out of my yeah. mouth was not yeah. flattering and then they start I'm whistling like, and you're like whoa but actually oh. the but the start of it by the way is the whistle of the arrow as it travels before it hits you in yeah. this just like what oh and it's just like so i could see why there'd be that explosion on your end of just like perhaps profanity or who knows i don't i don't even know what <laughs> No, it wasn't. It wasn't even. It it, it was. No, yeah, no words. I, I was chipmunk seeing something coming at it. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. good. Dude, it's 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 powerful. That that part's powerful. And just fighting those guys are. It's yeah, they're just... cool. Zoe, I agree with you. What you mm-hmm. said earlier about this, the the variety of enemies is really different in this game. Yeah. I would also say the variety of combat mm-hmm. encounters. They did a lot of work to basically break holes in the back of buildings but it's nice because you get to like stealth all the fuck around everywhere and like crawl through real real crawl spaces and really just like do crazy like knife in shadow type gameplay i was the queen of setting traps so basically i just stealth through the grass just like doing like little skittles behind me just like trap (laughs) after trap after (laughs) trap and something i really I really like about how they're doing the gameplay in the second part as opposed to the first one. There is a certain level of security you have in the first one of, you're not used to people coming up behind you. So it's like you're in hallways and you clear out rooms one by one and things like that. There were just a sense, especially like when you're going to find Jesse and like, especially, yeah, Seattle day, day two of it's like, I need to check behind me all the time. It, you just got a more immersive uh, environment. And also it's like, there's not a ton of like, quote unquote, safe spaces. It's like when you're going through the apartments and you're just, you're looting, you're going through and you see that workbench. I think it's on the first oh, or second Oh, that's some dark day. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. I'm like, I'm going to upgrade my weapon. And for someone to come up behind me when I was just minding my own business, yeah. fixing my weapon, uncalled yeah. for. I mean, yeah. I loved it. In retrospect, yeah. I'm like, see, that was realistic. Mm-hmm. I like that. But at the time, I'm like, hey, this is a safe space. Yeah. Bitch. Like, yeah. don't you know? Yeah, this has been a this <laughs> like, has been a, a trope in video games. It's new. That's new. I would say it's new in the past, at least ten years, five years, something like that. It's really fucking with what your expectations are because they can mm-hmm. play with the game systems in a way that can surprise you. And I think that you do actually do this really mm-hmm. well in this game. For instance, one of the ways that Elena tries to unravel all this is she'll say to you, and this is brilliant, and this is what we both say is, interesting, there is what you could make a Molotov out of right here. We're in fucking trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's a Molotov or it's a health pack. Again, I'm on high alert at all times. But it's but it's the same <laughs> shit here where like, 
in that sequence, that flashback sequence where you're collecting, like you said, what could be a med kit, yeah. like that's teaching you that you should be afraid. And that's a way to fuck with you yeah. from a gameplay perspective that you don't see coming, yeah. but is is totally in there in the back of people's minds, which is super cool. Well, and even like one of the issues yeah. that I have with the looting in this game is that most of the time that you're looting, again, you kind of have this like you get to loot before you go out for a combat encounter. And generally speaking, there's not really any enemies in a looting area, except for that one time you're in, I want to say a makeup store. And you open a door oh. and a, just a giant man with Big an axe comes, comes out, out yeah. at you. <laughs> it's terrifying. Oh, yep. my God. And so, like, even in those moments where like, I, the game's kind of taught you, like, oh, yeah, like, you just get to loot here. Don't worry about it. You run around a little bit. You go get some stuff. And then you go fight. And then there's yeah. one moment where you open a door and you get, you know. I, I had to laugh at that piece of gameplay when I got to it because that is um, – the section, the first section of gameplay they showed at the E3 um, game, and it super impressive. And you can feasibly do all this stuff in gameplay as they showed it during the in, in the promo. It's like you can you can throw bottles mm-hmm. while you're running. It's just, just the way that they played it was just so smooth, looked yeah. so good. The way I got through that that area was nothing short of a travesty. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. like throwing myself under cars and being like, please don't yeah. look, please don't. Like there was nothing yeah. smooth yeah. about the way I got through that area. So just kind of seeing the juxtaposition of how it looked on like the E3 gameplay and like what Claire looks like when she's playing Last of Us. It's like, oh yeah, we are playing almost yeah. a different game. Because <laughs> there's no, there's no uh, dignity in how Claire is controlling Ellie right now. It's like, <laughs> I think that's working. where I discovered. I but also shout out to McCoy because while we were playing them, McCoy's like, hey, I think this was the gameplay trailer. So good job. Yeah. Thanks. I was mostly going to say that I, we still got <laughs> caught off guard for him despite having that premonition. So maybe I don't deserve the thanks. Oh, yeah. But, we definitely died. But like not only that, it was like that's when I, I had a rule previously that I had gotten a little lax with and I regret doing that. Um, but what that was is shotgun out. Always have the shotgun quick accessible. If you want to switch between the rifle and the bow, you can do that at range based on your choice. But you always keep the shotgun because that's yeah. the thing you need to flip to when shit when goes you're going down. Through those Slash corridors or your army crawling underneath something and then someone jumps on you. Yes. You need the shotgun yes the first time you get pulled oh. out from under your car again that was a squeak yeah. moment not not so good. upsetting dignity oh, yeah. involved like so oh so God. there's another way that they fuck with you gameplay wise too and they actually do it in this section but they do it elsewhere where in the original last of us there was like a coding thing and i don't know if it was like something to do with the way that they communicated to each other about what sections like where they needed to put in the cutscene. but it's like you can kind of like tell what if the door's like left cracked you know, it's it's mm. then you're going to yeah. open it in this sort of cutscene way and then something's going to happen. You're probably going to get yeah. jumped. But in this case, I was like, I was rolling with that yeah, assumption. I feel like you had literally just said that. And then this yeah, door yeah. that the guy comes out of, you full open. Well, it's fully closed. Yeah, yeah. it's just closed. And I'm like, man. <laughs> and so they're definitely doing that shit to try to like shake it up for sure. Speaking. Okay, sorry. We're just rolling through because now we're talking about the gameplay, which actually there's quite a bit here. Um, yeah, I wait, wanted to. Can we breathe? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, what's up? Can we briefly talk about the new mechanic they have added to the game, which is the safe? It's not the new mechanic. Is it a new mechanic? It's a new mechanic. Was there zero safes in there the previous? There were zero safes in the previous okay. game. Oh, uh, there's like there's like one, but it was very you didn't have to enter in the passcode or anything. You found like a note in the safe. I stand gotcha. corrected. Claire has played this game way more times than I have. <laughs> way yeah, too yeah. many times. Okay, so this, this is yeah. not, this is not a positive one, but there are many safes in Last of Us 2. So this is like... Please discuss. One of the ways that they turn this game up 
I don't want to say to 11, so cliche, but you know what I mean? Like they, they, they kind of like, remember that last of us thing? We're going to do like more of it. It's, it's, I feel the same with the puzzles, right? They're like, do you remember standing on a fucking like dumpster? Like you're going to fucking <laughs> do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but the safes are like, it's all over the place. It's like, there's just safes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's always like the passcodes in this fucking room. And then you're just sitting there like looking at everything. And I don't know it, to me, I was just like, this is so video games right in the middle of this like amazing story. I'm so confused, but all right, I guess. And we out here, I guess. I I would think that if like, if you also found a note that just had the safe code on it, I did like that you had to add a little bit more logic to mm-hmm. crack the safe codes. Like they definitely seemed a little bit more what people would do in real life of like this, you know, here's the first three numbers of the safe code. Like you should know the last four mm-hmm. or else like I'm, I'm working or the with one the with the guy. anniversary where it's like, Hey, here's our 30. Yeah. You know, like the calendar says it's their 30th yeah. wedding yeah. anniversary and you need to subtract 30 from yeah. the year to figure out the yeah. right date. But yeah. it's just like the whole, mm-hmm. okay, just, this is like, this is just video games, right? This is video games being video games. But if you have a safe and you have a note that someone who's never met you can decipher and it's in the same fucking room, it's not safe. And it's been like fucking 20 years and everyone's all, everyone else who loots these buildings, but I guess, you know, a lot of them actually did have some stuff left in them. So maybe they hadn't been looted ever. Everyone else is like, God, this is too tough. I'm out of here. I can't <laughs> do it. Yeah. kidding me. Yeah. So, okay, fine. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. We out here. It's just some video games. Yeah. I will say it's like, there were still some of like those similar puzzles, like I need to move the dumpster, but like, it took me a couple times that scene where you have to line up the dumpster on like the downgraded yeah, the, thing the and ramp. Yeah. wrench open like the yeah. It's like that that was clever and I liked it because it wasn't like stupid hard where just like I was never gonna get this if I didn't have like it's like so a couple of those puzzles, a couple of the ones with the ropes of how to get into the locked rooms, I thought those were like a nice little bit of difficulty without being like I'm so fucking frustrated. I just want to get. Into yeah, this I don't room. mind those puzzles and, at all. Yeah, they don't yeah. bother me or break my immersion. They seem they the, just, the um, safes occasionally do. Every now and then, I'm like, eh, we just, come on, guys. It's not that I mind but, them. They're just like they're very, very repetitive from a gameplay standpoint. They're just like over and over and over again. Like so many generators and so many um, ropes and so many safes, and it's like it's like okay. But um, in a world that's so well realized for being not the same thing over and over again from a gameplay standpoint they're very much the same thing over and over again just yeah. that's a, it's it's I, I think that does it's similar to the first one because i i remember one of my favorite kind of throwaway lines in the first one is joel's got the palette over for ellie and joel's like all right and she's yep. like i know step yep. on the fucking palette <laughs> i'm like okay so there yep. is that realization of like yeah this is a method of transportation but everyone's getting sick yeah. of it yeah so, yeah. Thing, so then so. they're like great idea more like well, I think it's the yeah. yeah. same thing for me in this game. At one point, um, Ellie says, "Like, wow, there's really like a lot of st- like a lot of stuff still in Seattle. Yeah. Like, wh- yeah. why yeah. have they not used this all up?" And I feel like yeah. it's a little of the game being like, "Yep, there's a lot of stuff here because we don't want you to die." But also, yeah, story kind. point, like maybe they, maybe because they've it's been notable. fighting or whatever, yeah. Seattle oh, hasn't done that sorry. well. Quick tie-in from the first game of ways that they played with gameplay systems when you do the two-person jump up on high wall mechanic right we mm-hmm. talked about that in the previous podcast right when uh-huh. they do that to fuck with you in terms of multiple instances ellie running off and finding drafts but also ellie not coming up there yeah. like actually that might be the same one but like they they, they definitely fuck with that 
Um, and they even, by the way, that's such a cute gameplay thing, but there are even two-person boosts in this game that bring a tear to my fucking eye for no reason, but it's just like, oh, Last of Us, oh. <laughs> like, it's so silly. I, miss, I, like, I like how everyone's animation of getting up is just a yeah. little different. It's like, I, I seem to remember, God, it's, I'm saying this out of just like, I don't remember 100, but like how you boost Jesse up is different to how boosting mm-hmm. Dina up yep. is. So I, I just think that's interesting. And so they didn't just throw the same mechanic for everybody type thing. So I thought that yep. was interesting. And it's such a Last of Us thing, even though I'm sure plenty of other video games do it, it but is. just the way they do it. Maybe it's because of what you're describing, how personal it feels, despite being just how you get up on a high ledge. Um, I, I will say as well with like the addition of ropes and uh, other other features, I've noticed I've been looking up more in my surroundings than even what I was doing in the first one with like the classic boost thing. But I think it's partially like the gameplay design where they have noticeable things on the ceiling that point, points you to shafts and things like that. But I, I just noticed that it's like there is a little bit more vertical gameplay um, than there has been in the past. Yeah, definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. even just like looting, uh, going up a couple of floors in a building some, every once in yeah. a while just feels very vertical. Um, speaking of gameplay sequences that... And, sorry, do you want to jump in before I... Well, I, I, I was going to just jump in a little bit with that. Another thing that I thought was cool just with, with more realized gameplay in addition to like vertical the vertical gameplay is I also kind of like how um, with some of the rooms, there's multiple ways to get in them. So like you can find a crack in the wall and slip through and Mm -hmm. be like, Ooh, I found this unrealized room. But then you're further exploring and realize there's like two open doors that could have led to that room anyway. Like there's so many multiple ways to get into rooms that like, you know, some when you think you're being sneaky you might not be but then there's other rooms where yeah you are being sneaky yeah. like yeah. <laughs> thankfully you you proned into this area and you get rewarded while yeah. other places it's just like yeah no fuck you there's five other ways yeah <laughs> yeah and 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 just like when you there's like a locked door right and you're like the immediate reaction is like just look up or whatever but it actually is like a little bit more than that like you do have to like look up around like just sort of mm-hmm. like visualize the room in your head try to see if there's some other way in. like mm-hmm. that stuff that stuff is definitely cool um I, and also the breaking glass I was the same thing yeah uh-huh. the glass yeah. Being able to break windows uh-huh. is really cool and i think they did a good job with it where almost all of the windows that you find are breakable like i feel like there are a lot of i feel like other games when you have like a mechanic like that you might be able to break like very specific types of windows but most stuff like i'm thinking mm-hmm. about like you know if you wander around a lot of open world games most of the doors are barricaded somehow yeah you know, you wouldn't be able to do that yeah. always. But with this game, like, you really can break pretty much anything. Yeah, something I noticed when you're kind of making your entry into Seattle and you're on the highway, you can break the windows of those trucks and cars you're passing. And, like, there's not going to be anything in there, but you can physically break the windows, which I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and they definitely do barricade, like, a lot of stuff. And they do that, yeah, they do that same... Yeah, like, but it's more artfully done, I oh, guess yeah, is definitely. what I'm saying. And, like, I oh, think yeah. in a lot of your stand- more standard games, it's like, oop, like, that's not a real thing. Well, your standard games, it's like you're walking in front of, like, a beauty store where they have a mannequin and they're fully dressed. And it's, like, clearly, like, the thinnest window of all time and you shoot with a rocket launcher. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it repels it. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. okay, well, we're in video game town now. But, but yeah. But they, they do the same thing that's actually, like, 
I don't know. I think this is like video game language now. But if you have that, it's like, I don't know what it is, but it's like wire, like that wire mesh in the window. It's 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 mm-hmm. in the yeah. glass. Yeah, it's unbreakable. It's unbreakable. And then in this case, they do their own yeah. special one, which is if it's overgrown, it's unbreakable also. Right. Right. And that's, or if it's like so dark, you can't see in and it kind of like, there's just like, it, you can tell, um, which is cool. Um, yeah. God, I'm so thankful that breaking something with a melee doesn't cost a like part of your weapon. I was so afraid at the beginning, right? like, Fuck, man. Oh. <laughs> because like usually when you should break a window, if it's like necessary to progress into a locked room, or if it's necessary certainly for the story, like they will just make sure that someone got fucking wasted right outside with like nine bottles, <laughs> so you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like sometimes when you're just walking around the fucking town or whatever, you're just like okay, I got to fucking break this. It's probably going to be loud as fuck, but here we are. Like, we're doing this. So you can just smash yeah. it. And yeah, and we, we mentioned this in our, our first Last of Us podcast, but the best weapon in the entire <laughs> yeah. fucking game is Ellie having her yeah. knife. Yes. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no shiv construction. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's like when I see Joel fighting through that hotel with Ellie, like still using shivs, I'm like, Joel, just get a fucking <laughs> I knife. I swear That would have been a really beautiful gift for her to give him uh, is a knife. What a nice cutscene oh. that would have been. I know. Last of Us 3. Last of Us 3. Although that, I have another I have flashback. Yeah, another <laughs> flashback. Yeah, so. Like the, the whole DLC is just positive moments between Ellie and Seriously. Joel. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It would hurt it really would fucking hurt. bad. Yeah, it would hurt. It, yeah. But it would be like a good, good yeah. hurt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, like, I, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Of course, I like, know what you're saying. And you're right. But holy fuck. Ouch. Um, Which maybe leads me yeah. a little bit to the, oh. the strange point that I am super down to play as Abby. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm looking forward is to it because it it's lot. Laura Bailey. No, okay. just like I'm, <laughs> I feel like at the point that we ended this week, because I think, again, a lot of this was kind of like, I was like, is this, what is this story? Is it really just a revenge thing? And you were getting inklings that it was going to be more than that. And maybe the fireflies were still involved and you're getting flashbacks that Ellie knew that, you know, Joel had lied and the, you know, you're kind of starting to put it together. But I think in this part where you realize that you're going to play as Abby for a while, one, I just think it's really interesting and I'm really excited to see what they do with it. Hmm. And two, it very much to me like opens the story up where you're like, it, it started yeah. as this kind of like small insular revenge quest. And like when they, they put you in Abby, you're like, okay, here we go. This is Last of Us. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. God, I really think you're doing dirty to the revenge quest, but okay. I no, totally revenge quests can be great, <laughs> but and I also I'm excited because one of the things that we had ta- I had talked about in Last of Us One was just the fact that you kill so many people in a world that feels so real, and they've done such a good job fleshing out, and they sort of start to play with the morality of that in one where you kind of kill increasingly less obviously evil enemies, mm-hmm. and so I think here. The fact that it to me it looks like they're clearly gonna make you investigate that a little bit more mm-hmm. is it, I'm excited for that. And I will say with zero spoilers, one of the things that we mentioned that we were really kind of one of the worst case scenarios about a sequel is it for it just to be kind of like meh, okay, it's good. It's like so there is something to be said about Naughty Dog taking that sure. risk of being like hey, you're going to be playing as the person who's killed Joel. It's like, you, like I, whatever you feel about the story by the end of it, with zero spoilers, not leading with anything with that statement, it's just like, you cannot say they didn't take a fucking yeah. literary, like mm-hmm. narrative yeah. risk. So it's like, 
I, I think there's a certain level of just like respect of however you end up feeling about the story or just like it well it wasn't it wasn't safe like what what they did wasn't just like okay we can use this cash cow for a, a, another game it's like no they 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 came to the drawing board with a unique story um and did not let kind of the initial really kind of crazy uh reaction to spoilers and shit to scare them away from that so i got a lot of respect for that right and it's interesting alaya that you say that you're excited because you know i know when 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 that dark screen goes and you see seattle day one Mm -hmm. and i don't know you're controlling abby i was like oh fuck (laughs) this is a reason i have to play the fucking villain Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's good to play this game over multiple days and not two days because Oh, when I tell you I was mad as hell, it was <laughs> yeah. not good. I was so pissed for like a third of the game. It's like, okay, yeah. stop, Claire. Yeah. God. Yeah. And maybe we could say like the opposite end of it. Like you shouldn't drag it out over two weeks because I feel, I, I don't know. I, for some reason so far, Last of Us 2 has not hit as hard as Last of Us 1 did for me. Just personally, I haven't been as driven to play it. I haven't been as, like, it just hasn't been as gripping for me but i think kind of when we saw or when we started to play as abby i was like oh here we go to really? me and i don't okay. know why that part to me was exciting but like even we got to that point we were supposed to stop and we just kind of kept playing for a while and there was a point where i was like i think we're supposed to stop mccoy but i would have played for like another two hours i was in mm-hmm. so for some that's that's cool to for hear, some yeah. reason to me that moment where they I, that you. moment to me feels like last of us i was like okay this Does is it? the game is it maybe because it broke from the formula that now you feel like you're in uncharted territory and that feels like Last of Us 1 or what? Cause, I don't know. Okay, who knows? I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Maybe I was spending so much time trying to figure it out before that when they made us play as Abby, I was like, but I don't give up because I totally have some ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it it definitely is interesting because you're you're playing, you go through three days of Seattle and then you just see Seattle day one yeah. again. So you're like, oh shit, the clock's rewound back. So I'm finding, and I'm sure you guys will do this as you're playing through, but I'm kind of keeping tabs on where Ellie might be, mm-hmm. you know, in these in these preceding yeah. moments where it's like, okay, where is Ellie in this moment? And where was I thinking that Abby was versus yeah. where she actually is in this moment? You know, yeah. like it's kind of cool to have that overlapping narrative um you know very it's very pulp fiction-esque where it's just these simultaneous storylines that are going you know they're going to converge at some point and it's going to erupt you know we were given that scene in the cinema giant fucking cliffhanger Mm -hmm. i think that's part of the reason that made me slightly feral of playing as abby is just being like you're not going to tell me what yeah, yeah. i want to know do you yeah. kill them? i like that a lot dina's yeah. sleeping upstairs yeah. Yeah. i would actually <laughs> say that this entire section so far is that style of narrative where they like set up things but they don't really explain it fully to you yeah, if not 100%. even like they don't even expre- mm-hmm. explain like half of it or three-fourths of it so they're definitely like they want you to play more so that they can continue to flesh out why did these people mm-hmm. kill joel who are they yeah like you know, and also yeah. just, but then like, what's happening to Tommy? Like, what's happening even to Jesse when he's mm-hmm. going after Tommy? And then yeah, like, what's yeah. happening to Dina? And so they're just they're they're just they're definitely dangling some story carrots, very obviously, yeah. um, for you. I could see why that would be so. Um, why I could see literally, 
I'm not sure if this is what you were feeling, but I could see literally being like, okay, I'll play through what could end up being the next 15 hours of this game just so I can get back to what's going no, on. No, you know, it, I mean, obviously yeah. oh, also. No, that is 100% yeah. how I did it, which I, again, I would not recommend because I was mad as hell playing this entire next section. That's not, it's like, uh, that was not me giving justice to the game and what they do well and everything like that. So again, like I'm going to beat a dead horse, but I do not. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to playing it through the second time. Cause I stopped my second playthrough where you oh, we were stopping this podcast Damn. for today. Um, so I'm really looking forward to just, I don't know, using some sense and not being not being serious and sleep deprived and getting, yeah. Yeah, yeah three hours of sleep haven't eaten more than 300 calories a day like this was yeah. not good this was this was a dark dark week yeah. i'm so me. curious then to like hear what you think about it next week and see see if you yeah. how your experiences change yeah. because i'm i'm full in i'm like i'm in let's do it let's be abby okay yeah okay i like it. i let's like be it super buff Okay, well, maybe that's I mean, where she's yeah. the dream. I just, I just want to look like I want biceps like Abby. Write yeah. that down. We're making it a thing. I mean, okay. So there's one, there's one critique of the game. I've just got to call out because if anyone who's listening to this podcast falls into this trap, I just we got, we got to hit that double standard. So we got some people like looking at Ellie's playing style and they're like, there's no way a girl her size can do all of this shit. And then they see Abby being like, she's too muscular. It's like, so what are you, where, where, where's the middle ground here? It's like, let's be women coming. I did. I have to admit, have an, right when we started playing as Abby, because again, we went slightly past, I won't spoil anything, but right when we started playing as Abby Mm -hmm. and she's walking around in a tank top, I was looking at her um, and they do a side view where you can see her profile and I was looking at her being like, honestly, I have never seen a female body like this in a video game before. And I, I, I rarely mm-hmm. kind of fall I into that, that way in the beginning mm-hmm. as well. Right, but I, I rarely fall, like, I don't know, fall into that, but I rarely look at that super, I mean, I mean, no, that's not true. I do look at it critically because like Jesus, Mass Effect, get it together. But, um, okay. <laughs> but like I, it, it is so unusual to see a, such a variety of female body types and honestly just a variety of body types in general in video games and obviously they've gotten better as we get more into the future and it's easier to make more character models and blah 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 but like i i do think ellie and um abby are both really unusual video game protagonists in that they're i think it's super refreshing and i can't believe it's taken me almost two hours and 50 minutes to say this but i i will have a small geek out session having like one if not like the biggest PS4 release, having an openly gay female protagonist is li- like, I think about it in the morning and I'm like, I cannot believe this is actually happening. It is so exciting just from kind of an LGBT gamer perspective that like people are lining up down the block to buy this game and like someone who is like me is the main character. It's like, I, I will not be able to put into words how impactful that is, but it's so fucking like oh my god yeah and yeah it was interesting because again like i don't usually look at games and get hit by that and and realize like oh you know Mm -hmm. no one looks like me because it turns out i'm not somewhere off from mass effect which is the most giant you're not so far did you say you're not so far off mass effect no i said i'm not samara from mass effect which is my gigantic (laughs) boobs um yeah so i I really get hit by that but looking at abby in in a side view i was like damn 
that is really unusual yeah. and I noticed yeah. it and I yeah. thought it was like yeah. vaguely worth pointing it out really like is. that is something that I think there are critiques of, of this game for doing it and there are people who are really 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 into it and maybe but I just I was like I was like oh I, okay I do actually notice that so that's kind of cool yeah it's yeah I think uh I think it has caused people to kind of reimagine this is not going to come out right, so I might just stop that. that where it was, <laughs> but yeah, let's yeah, just bleep okay, that out. It's like walk yourself down into the in, into a deep hole. But it's just like kind of just like realizing it's like yeah, women come in a lot of different shapes and it's sizes. Just, yeah, it's like I can. It's such a departure yeah. from like I mean because there are so many female protagonists in video games. You get Tomb Raider and they're they, but they all kind of have a. Mm-hmm. A similar vibe. Have you seen the first Terminator where the yeah. where her They're tits are triangles? Triangles, yes. I, I have <laughs> seen that progression. Yeah. Did you where know? she just wears less and less clothing and becomes more and more like roundly rendered. That's the progression. Yeah. Yeah. Did you also know that just yeah. one fact, and mm-hmm. I think it's Terminator three, there's a getting up on the ledge animation, right? It's it's standard, it's pretty fast, it's for gameplay purposes, but if you hold shift, so do this like gymnastic flourish that is just the most like <laughs> take a look at my character model possible and it's just like the oh moment that you we just played sorry finish that but no i was go... thinking about miranda like, i know we just finished playing mass effect and it, we were all sending each other miranda butt shots because they're hilarious but there are moments in that game where they literally just full screen on a woman's spandex clad butt like yeah. that and that oh is God. just very normal why? I don't I don't see them doing that. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't I haven't gone no. here because I don't want to get spoiled, but I am curious what R asked of us <laughs> has to show. <laughs> Jesus. For reference, Claire, when we were playing Mass Effect, there was a subreddit that was found called R slash Mass Effect. Which oh, is exactly God. what you're which hoping exactly it's not. Dude, yeah. and the funniest shit, though, was literally we were like we were uh, browsing through it, obviously for jokes with Gabe. And mm-hmm. then he was like scrolling through it. And he was like, oh, you actually need to stop because there's a spoiler in the middle of this pornographic image. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so oh funny God. to me. He's like, yeah, when yeah. you when you see Tally in describing position like you're gonna need to stop because <laughs> underneath that oh is gosh. it's actually it's story spoilers which by the way can we go back and see what that was i'm actually <laughs> curious we can, okay we can go back later another day um cool but anyways i just thought it was notable Sweet in a way Jesus. that i don't usually take note of that kind of stuff and so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah. cool definitely i'm excited to keep playing and I, I i love also i mean i like how practical everyone is dressed like people are dressed for the winter but i do love that ellie gets shit for wearing fucking converse yeah. it's like i do appreciate just that kind of like it's a blizzard and she's like well i'm actually wearing boots i'm like well ellie you wear converse like the entire fucking game so we're gonna we're gonna roast yeah. you for it and you're gonna take it <laughs> she also has skinny jeans too and i'm like wow they found skinny I, jeans yeah, that I fit did. in this I all, era i had the exact same oh. thought at one point i was like both her god, and, and they're Dina. always like soaking yeah. wet yeah. <laughs> oh my god it's like the amount of rain and like swimming i'm like oh my god like i think specifically when you're like going around with jesse and you have to swim through those areas i'm like this would be so uncomfortable her backpack is always slightly open and her journal's in there and i'm like guys this is just we have to we have to fix this it's breaking (laughs) all of my immersion right now yeah that was because in order to be able to put the arrows in there her backpack is just gaping wide open and i'm like oh god can we talk about how they flirt the bow they flirt Ooh, the bow to you because the they're like, they ooh, do. and there's like, you, you know, you read about it and you see little images of it. And it's just like, oh, 
yeah, oh, you yeah. see images of it and you find an arrow in someone and they, that they let you take. And she's yeah. like, just in case. And we're like... <gasps> and, and you don't yeah. have a bow yeah. yet. Yeah. Because yeah. the bow is obviously the best. It's the best weapon. It's, it's yeah, it's it. it's pretty good. I'm not sure. Yeah, the knife might be the best. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, exactly. The knife is really good. And yeah. so okay, <laughs> the the updated bow mechanic is actually quite nice. I'll have to say, like, yeah. uh, from like the normal, like they give you like an arc projection. Like now, it's more of like a crosshair mm-hmm. yeah. style. Like yeah. it's still f- it's still free floats. Um, but, so yeah, you I do like have to control better. it that way. But like, it is better than just the clearly like defined line arc of, <laughs> like this is the yeah. path your yeah, arrows i was wondering if they were going to give that to you if you got the upgrade via the workbench we haven't i haven't gotten that yet so i don't know what they're like there's some upgraded aim thing it's so whatever i thought we had gotten that no no yeah. no, no no we've just no because so i arced that shit like a motherfucker you do. that's You're why a very good shot <laughs> i enjoy that S- something i will say about being able to finish the game and start a new one there's that new game mm. plus option where you keep mm. all the upgrades that you got in your past game yeah, that's we're gonna the have shit to right reloot. There. Is Abby? We don't have the bow. Yeah, I mean, well, she I'm has her new rifle anymore. and she has a pistol. Now I'm back out. You're back. That that's what did it. Yeah, can you imagine Abby opening her backpack and it's all <laughs> and the journal and <laughs> shit? It's got shit. it's just like one page is Ellie's fucking handwriting. You're like, what the fuck? That would be out. wild. <laughs> Actually, that would have huge story implications. But no, I guess it's back in time. It, it wouldn't. would be back in time. How would okay. she have already killed Ellie? But then then you get into some weird time travel stuff, and we don't want to go there. What if she's game? dressed in skinny yeah, jeans, just that. like Ellie? She's yes. not. Abby's not wearing skinny jeans. No, that's interesting. No, she's military decked. I was gonna say, what if Last of Us Part Two just delves down? It just it just you know what. Bioshock wait, wait so you know what they do? It just what becomes Bioshock. Yeah. It just ends. It ends. There is always those, an alley. Those, There's those always towers. a lighthouse. Those lighthouses. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. I, Mass Effect practically did that to us. I was literally sitting there going, like, there's always a fucking cycle. Like, the whole time. Yeah. And just like, oh, oh, my God. Okay. I know. I kind of want to, like, I should. I don't want to say it on air because I don't want to be wrong. But I want to, like, write down my prediction and then, like, just keep it somewhere. Do, do it. Do it, man. And, Put we it, and we'll, it we'll open it the last do episode. It, for sure. And yeah, if yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. good, I'll do just it. pretend like we forgot to do it. Sounds good. Sounds Great. good. We've yeah. forgotten to do many things on this podcast, so, so it wouldn't be out of the ordinary. Yeah. It took us like nine episodes <laughs> to read Zoe's mom's fucking <laughs> like write-in email, so we're Speaking good. Speaking of which, if you want to write <laughs> yeah, into our our email at tyrannyofthumbs at gmail you are welcome to do that. You can also follow us on Instagram, yeah. also at tyrannyofthumbs, and that's all the social media that I know about. Yeah, if you think that um, <laughs> what I was saying earlier. Uh, ruined your experience of the game <laughs> because yeah. I had slight critics critiques. Um, I'm really sorry, but also you can write in and tell me so. Um, but yeah, I okay. So then I think we're kind of at the bad news is I don't know what a fish. I, I don't know which thing you were talking yeah. about there. So well, I was lightly out. negative, how, how and mean? and and people don't like that. I don't know. I've just heard that people are mad on the internet, and I'm scared. I don't want to be lumped in with the people that are mad. That's all I want. I just want to be a human being yeah, with no, ideas. I, I think something that unfortunately, and again, no spoilers, but just how intensely vitriolic this game has been. Like the fact that like four hours after its release, it has like 9,000 player reviews. I'm like, hey, I'm playing this yeah. fast, but not that fast. So just that atmosphere, it takes, it's like, there are some really decent critiques of the story, but they're getting drowned out by the people who are actual like, I'm sending death threats. I'm going to be anti-Semitic. It's just like, okay. Yeah, okay, it's, I guys. mean, we talked about it at the, <laughs> at the beginning of our, 
no, sorry, hold up. At the end of our Last of Us One podcast, in terms mm-hmm. of like, this was going to be a divisive game, kind sure, of whatever they sure, did, right? Like, sure. they chose to put a, rela- a lesbian relationship yeah. front and center. They chose to put a romantic relationship into Last of Us. Hold which... on. They literally were not only like, what if we had lesbians like kiss in this game? They're like, what if we actually, it might not be lesbians because I guess she might be bi, but okay, not, I, not for me to decide or care about. But the point is, it's not only that, it's like, could we make them high while they do it? That would piss people off. Right, like, Get them. I mean, <laughs> so, you know? like, it was going to be like that anyways. And it's a huge game that's been waiting forever to come out. Like, people are going to have feelings about it. Whether yeah. I mean, no matter what. So it, I, I agree with you. Like the, the internet hate slash just like passion sure. for this game was going to be huge no matter what. Sure. And so. They killed yeah. Joel, yeah. people's fucking well, favorite characters. Well, no, but listen, listen. Like we still feel that hate. It's not towards the game. We're not gonna point that at the game yeah, or at yeah. the writers but we feel the hate of killing joel too so there's that on top of it yeah, as well some people might have felt so because some people can literally sit here and say this game didn't have to happen and you killed my joel i mean that that could be their perspective and then they one star that after three hours i mean who knows like that's the internet man oh yes some people 100 yeah. percent do that yeah and i think actually no i'm not saying a single thing because i'm i don't yeah, want anyone yeah because so, it's, it's, you know what's really crazy anything the I one spoiler say, i did see is but... where they reanimated joel in that like frankenstein scene and it was just like, i really didn't think it worked but um until we get there <laughs> i mean come on we are um, I, okay. I was i was but, yeah. explaining kind of the intensity of emotion around this game to someone who didn't know a single thing and i'm thinking like okay think about a piece of media that is 30 plus hours long so think about let's say three seasons of like a really high classic HBO drama. If you boil down the, like the plot of that to like a one page summary, people are always going to, it's like, you cannot, you cannot like, so people who, who got spoiled for the whole plot and it was like basically just a paragraph Mm -hmm. of what happens and like, everyone's going to be pissed at that. But it's like, it's give it Time. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, I feel like like part of their frustration in that particular instance, whether they can articulate it or not, is because it was ruined for them. And that would just make yeah. me pissed regardless. I don't know. Yeah. I think I would be hopefully pointing it in a better direction. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? But yeah, right. but sure. There's, it's very contentious, no doubt. And risky, like you said, which actually, listen, I mean, there is a much safer, but potentially much less interesting conversation we could be all having Mm -hmm. about you know well they kind of just did the same thing and i don't think it was quite as good and or they did the same thing but it was a little bit better but but it it can't yeah 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 yeah. but it like almost can't be because the first one was there first and then you're having that same discussion it's so So tired of like well it was better the first time because it was new the first time but then they did it technically better this time because they improved every aspect but then is it actually better it didn't feel as good yeah so that's not i agree with like i mean i was saying earlier of like whatever they did and however this goes as we continue like they took a swing here sure like they went they went big with it which i respect Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm okay Seems so, like a good, yeah. Seems like yep. a good stopping point. I need to be in talks with Claire about where the next piece will stop. I just yeah. need her opinion Perfect. on it. Yeah. And then I'll try to I know. cryptically state. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, when you see a white bird on a fence post, yeah. like, <laughs> please stop. And then that's before I know that there's like 10 instances where there's a yeah, white oh, bird. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Exactly. And, and it's then, like, okay, well, wait. Don't worry, we'll just text you for every single one. No yeah, matter what yeah, time exactly. it I is know, there. So he asked us earlier, can you send us screenshots? Yep. <laughs> Which was yeah. hilarious. No, seriously, I'll I'll just have you I'll just have you send screenshots being like stop here. Yeah. No, yeah. keep no, playing. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. No, Thank yeah. you for that. But all right. Awesome. Uh, 
but yeah, we will be uh, we'll be chatting about the second third of Last of Us Two next week, <laughs> perhaps. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk. We'll about be talking it. about yeah. the next <laughs> third of Last of Us Part Two on Episode Two of our Last of Us Part Two series. Wow, I actually got that wasn't actually that crazy when I said <laughs> exactly. it. Totally fine. That, yeah, that was that yeah, was okay. It. It was good. All right. Thank you all for being here. All and right. holy Until fuck, we are late for our next thing. Let's get out of here. Oh, wait. <laughs>